Welcome. Uh, <laughs> I just absolutely screwed up all the audio there, so <laughs> RIP headphone users. Watch everyone nice. have to bump up the audio now, because uh, now the intro's done. I thought we'd get out of the way first before we start talking, everyone goes, all right, this is the volume, and then like they bump it up, and then it's like, ah, RIP headphone users. <laughs> but yeah, um, welcome to Catching Out, the, uh, the big live one. The one where they go live. The finale! Woo! <laughs> um, I can't believe we've actually got to it. Like, damn. Yeah. It's been a... Uh... I want to say it happened quickly. It didn't. It's been a long year. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long year. So, <laughs> we've been struggling. Been reflected today. Euro seems like a long time ago. When you really think about it, Euro seems like a fucking long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Four was going seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, welcome to Catching Out Pod. Um, yeah, as always, we'll start with Dodgeball News. Um, I think the only Dodgeball News we have to start with is Euros, Euro updates, right? Yeah. So we know this year it's in uh, Aussie Jake in Croatia, but we now know <laughs> details about what's happening next year and the year after. Um, Zoe, do you want to, as social media person, Euros uh, first. Uh, Euros, yeah. do you want to be representative on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so finally managed to confirm the locations for all the regional Euros next year, um, which for those who haven't like been through the Euro cycles before, usually Euros is once every two years. Um, and then in the alternating years, there's like a smaller regional competition that's between about six or so nations in each region um and that's kind of north european championships um now western european championships central european championships and hopefully eastern european championships but i think that's still a little bit not 100 percent sure it's going ahead but hopefully it is um so those have all been announced all the locations for those are happening um so yeah that'll be for for British listeners, the the two important ones are the Western European Championships and the Northern European Championships, since the home nations are kind of split across those two different groups. Um, but all of them absolutely worthwhile. Um, the other interesting thing about them is that you do get to enter about two teams at least into each category for each nation. Um, I think there is a little bit of you know looking into whether or not some of those events might even go up to three. So it's quite good for countries that are running like development squads then they can send their, their seconds or, or their development squad along. Um, so that's quite very exciting for, for the sort of younger players coming up. Um, and then, yeah, the the Euros in 2025 are finally happening in Ireland, like they were meant to ages ago. <laughs> I feel like we've been waiting oh, for the Irish European Championships for ages now. <laughs> well, yeah, because yeah, I was... I think, I think it was NECs, was it, that Ireland was originally meant to host right before COVID? Yeah. Um, and I was meant to play in that, and I'd literally like I'd probably had about fifty to hundred people in my family like re- like all ready to go to it as well, and it all go cancelled. I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> so um, gonna have to prolong my uh my playing career to at least try and make it to that. Well, yeah, first I have to recover wins. from a fucking ACL injury, but that's a different story. Um, but yeah, no, I'm really excited for that. That'll be really fun. And the Irish know how to put on a good show. So um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they come up with. 
Yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to it just because I've never been to Ireland, so, you know, that'll be nice. Before we're in the <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's amazing we're friends, Colin, to be fair. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm leaving the podcast. <laughs> That's why we have you on, because we need, we need someone to, like, make, you know, make up the aisles, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we have the aisles and mainland That's Europe. That is how this podcast <laughs> works. <laughs> I feel like That's we're just tokens now for Nick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god. god. Oh, people playing Jersey He's been to Jersey. Austria, but he won't even go to Ireland. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> I see it now. I've been zero to Austria once. Has <laughs> been to Ireland zero times. Invite me over. <laughs> Where's my invite, bro? Like, come on. <laughs> I don't want to invite you anymore. <laughs> Piss me off. We've been up we've been live for two minutes. It really pissed me off. <laughs> off to a great start. Yeah, as always. Um yeah, so what we've got the NEC in Denmark in Copenhagen, right? Mm-hmm. Uh the WEC in France somewhere. Yeah. Um where is yeah. the CEC, do we know? I think the French one is in Paris, but I'm not hundred percent sure on that one. Um, CECs is Tech Republic, I think. I oh, vaguely cool. remember that. <laughs> I should know this. Um, and then, yeah, Eastern European is still still to be confirmed, basically, I think. Cool. Um, and we had some new nations join as well, or officially join. Um, one that caught me completely by surprise was Portugal. Mm. Yeah, that wasn't. I didn't see that one coming. I'll be honest. <laughs> Have you seen their open announcement? Was it you who sent me that, Nick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they, they've got an open. And they've got, for anyone interested, uh, Astro's looking at you. Um, <laughs> they've got, um, so for the first 30 people that sign up, they will sort out accommodation for, and they can help sort out travel arrangements as well, provided you get to a certain city. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely worth looking into, because, I mean, who wouldn't want, like, a random uh, opening? Uh Portugal. Uh, I know that's, we've got. That's Nick throwing out his his feelers into joining the Astros team. You know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't think Looking I can do this. Looking at you here. guys, take <laughs> me. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I, no, really, what I just want is I want like a post just dedicated to me because, like, you know, the egos. You, you the jealous and Zoe had one before you. I know it's just not fair. Like she's had one on EDF <laughs> as well, and it's just, I just had one on my BD. Like I mean, Zoe, like you just like you just like people talking about you, don't you? Really, like. <laughs> Nick, I feel like this is a very dangerous path for you to go down. <laughs> I can just post the worst photos of you on Catch Now after this. With <laughs> uh, shit, yeah, I forgot you got my mail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's just like the Catch Now for the next like week will just be cannon fodder of us posting the worst photos of each other. <laughs> Why am I getting stressed? <laughs> no, no, you, you, you won't be involved because we haven't got anything. Well, only Zoe's got pictures of you, to be fair. <laughs> They're all pr- there, there's literally one of me just going like, I fucked up. <laughs> there was a day where I was, I was oh trying to. Oh my god, there was that one mate. Oh no. Oh I was no. trying to get a good photo of Colin because you'd asked me to like try and get some photos for the, the intro thing. And so I was desperately trying to get good photos of Colin. Literally every time I turned my camera towards him, he would get hit out. <sighs> for the saddest looking face. She was the fucking curse that day. I've got like uh, photos of him looking like he's about to cry. <laughs> yeah, later on you got some absolute clinking photos of me to be fair to you. But that mate, like literally every single one I went through the the bees like 
photos from that me and every single one of me was just like even if it, i wasn't like the center of attention of the photo you could still see me looking depressed in the background so i was just like yeah great <laughs> i think i know which me you're talking about as well and uh yeah, yeah. thanks pal i mean it's a great day for me um <laughs> I, i'm not gonna hide away hide away from that one um yeah, any th- anything else uh, we can think of? I mean, obviously the... the season's ended, which is why we're here. Um, I well, mean, mostly ended. Mostly ended. We've got Mick still to finish off. Yeah, uh, but and British champs as well. Yeah, British yeah, champs. But... We just had British Open. <laughs> the the uh, reaction to British champs. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's, I guess... I, guess I will be fair. there, and if I don't have the box coach, I will be drunk. Um. <laughs> that's the most important thing about British champs is there is a bar at the yeah. <laughs> there's ever a reason to be a supporter it's that I'll probably end up being a box coach for the day but if we if we end up getting knocked out early I will be in that bar I will probably stay for a night out in Liverpool as well can't lie yeah hell yeah um, I will I will drag people <laughs> to to some sort of club afterwards <laughs> yeah or pub I don't out. care it is. I, I enjoy Liverpool. Anyway, uh, yes, I can't remember who the winners are. It was Spartans, and I have no idea who won the women's side. On the Open? British Open? Yeah, British Open. Oh, okay. yeah. I was, you meant was Meteors league. on the men's side. Meteors won the, the men's. British oh, Meteors Open. won. Sorry, it was Meteor Spartans, Spartans final, wasn't it? Spartans won the women, yeah. And Spartans won the Spartans women. Won. Spartans won the women. Maybe that's how it got mixed up. Yeah. I can't remember. I, I think they'd be... Did they beat... Sheriffs in the final? Was it Sheriffs or Rangers? I can't remember. Because no. um, they, the they, yeah, yeah. Because the third fourth playoff was uh... the third fourth playoff was the really fun one where it was Rangers against Derby, and Rangers versus Derby the day before had been kind of a bit of a cakewalk for Derby, and then Rangers somehow won the the third place playoff. So after like the harrowing, no that's the thing. No like the. Rangers went into that match like having had a really harrowing day beforehand, where it had been like really stressful, knowing that they might be about to get relegated, and they got pretty pretty badly done by Derby the day before. And then yeah. they go into that match being like, "This is not going to be fun. We're all knackered. It's the end of two you know hard days of dodgeball, and just beat Derby and play a I'm really good casually, game." Yeah. Pretty Leo, sure that was the semi final because I... got a double catch in the last match. I know Let's that. go, love and that. I didn't... I wasn't there to see it, and I'm waiting for the footage, but everyone told me afterwards. I, I swear that was the semi-final, because I thought I read the third fourth, which was Ballyhack versus Derby. But I could No, I'm wrong. pretty sure Ballyhack came... Was it not Ballyhack versus Spartans in the final? No, they lost, they lost to Spartans in the semis, because that was another one I read. Because it was, it was a really weird scenario where... Um, because the, the, the British Open's like the refing in the end was if you lose you ref and yeah, Barry yeah, Pack yeah. lost so they had to referee um, Meteors versus Killer Bees in the semi-final straight after and then they played oh no maybe they came for I can't remember yeah oh, I I know. oh yeah, yeah 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 because yeah because then it was because um, then they played and then they beat Derby but then the... Rangers were in the final comment yeah. from Blue there we go. Um, yeah, because then um, Derby would have been refing Derby versus Bees in the third fourth for the men's. 
because Darby mm. lost a body hack. I think is how it went. So, but yeah. In my defense, I was on the other court, so I didn't see any of this, and I just you were heard about playing it. Amateur, before, yes. amateur. <laughs> <laughs> you were actually involved in the event, where some of us were just yeah. you know pointing fingers and saying you're. Out. <laughs> some of us were just at home in bed. <laughs> also valid. Also valid. But yeah. Um, Anything else on the news? Can anyone else think of any anything? Uh, Delicious Express has a bunch of spaces open, um, mm. so get your tickets. Just like back. massively expanded it, or just no, a bunch of people, people dropped out. Um, I can't remember why. There was a valid reason why I think a load of yeah, there was out. something else that weekend. I remember we worked it out, but I don't yeah. know it was. Oh, Is it? Gonna... It's not Kelvin Cup. Kelvin Cups afterwards. It's the week after, so it's not that. It's not Pisa either. Um... I can't remember. There was something on that weekend anyway. Someone will yeah. remind us. Um, Pisa is this weekend, so that's exciting for anyone who cares about Italian dodgeball. Yeah, and the only GB team going to the Astros. Um, so good luck to them. Enjoy you. for your... <laughs> so it's like, thank you. Uh, how, how, many, how many kits I have you acquired? I like talking about myself. How, how many kits have you acquired by actually playing for them this year? Playing for different teams this year? Like... So it's, it's going to increase because I'm guessing as well for the something Lionesses, one of the Italian teams, and I'm hoping that I can trade one of my Astros shirts for one of those as well. Okay. And then I'm also going to be playing for MK Second Wind at the Kelvin Cup, I think it is. So um, I'm getting that kit as well. So piss it. <laughs> nice. Nice. I'll read that. Um, yeah, I think, that, I think that's about it. Um, cool. All right, shall we get on to the actual events that unfolded two weekends ago? Yeah. Oh, God, is it two weeks already? That's crazy. Know, sort of know, crazy. We're starting with Women's Super League because why not start off hot, right? Um, it was so day. stressful. It was so stressful to watch. It was oh. a very stressful day for a lot of people, I think. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, we're talking to, you know, well, I'm talking to two people who probably didn't have uh, the most enjoyable day. Um, I mean, I had yeah. a very fun drinking game, and I picked Hannah Ward as my player, and she played an absolute belter of a match. So I actually had a really fun day. Um, I may have been For stressed. For the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, as as somebody who sat at home getting their results fed in, uh, it was it was not a fun day <laughs> all, no. all around. To be perfectly so honest, for our audio listeners, we're we're referring to B's catastrophic day um, of two very heavy losses, um, unfortunately for them, which put them right at the bottom of the league. Which I don't think any of us saw going into happening. I definitely didn't predict them losing by that much in both games. I thought it was possible, but I think some of the other results were a bit surprising as well. Especially that stuff. Oh, there's been so game. many, yeah, there's been so many surprise results um, the past couple of meets in the women's side of things, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't even know where to start with, with <laughs> the events that unfolded for this, to be perfectly honest. Well, I think yeah. The, start of the, the first game is that we talked about on the last pod was, you know, Valkyries versus Bees, and that's sort of setting the scene for what might happen. 
because it depends what Valkyrie's team would turn up. We know that you know players have been coming and going for them a bit. Um, so there is an opportunity there for these. If there was ever a time to play Valkyries, it was then. Apparently not. Because um, Beast, you know, Valkyrie still did their thing. Um, but that sort of set the scene, I think, for the day of, you know, Bees were then in that position where they had to fight. Storm 2 had lost heavily to Spartans, but I don't think anyone really expected anything else other than that. So we knew the two teams were going to be going into that game later, fighting tooth and nail to stay up. Yeah. Um, Sheriffs decided that they weren't really going to mess around and beat Rangers. Like, they didn't want to get involved in it. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't have anything to say about that game, to be honest. I don't know what you guys thought. Like, did you get to see the uh, Sheriffs Rangers game? No. No, I never. I didn't <laughs> watch it, but. You know what? Fair play to, fair play to Sheriffs. They could have just turned up and not really given a shit, because I think their exact position was. Guaranteed. Solidified before it even went into the last meet. Then yeah. Valkyries, yeah. Yeah, so like they could have easily just gone in and gone, ah, oh, screw it, we'll just play with like blindfolds on or some shit like that. Um, <laughs> fair play to them. They went out, they went out and gave a strong showing in the match against Rangers. And by God, that would have had Rangers uh, sweating, sweating for later on. <laughs> Especially as they were playing at the same time as the big game that basically decided their fate. <laughs> yeah, that, that must have been super nervy. Yeah, with that with that Terrace squad as well. Just like it's interesting because it's it's not the same lineup that they've had most of the season, but it is probably closer to the one that we we'll, we think they'll probably have next season. So I think like the last two meets have been interesting to watch Sheriffs kind of bloody their new squad, as it were, mm. and. I personally expected it to go a lot worse for Sheriffs the last two meets than it has. I think they've actually put on a really good show and, and really dug their heels in and, and played really well for, for what's, yeah, quite a different lineup and, and a, a distinctly less experienced lineup that's still actually playing very, very well. So huge kudos to them because that Ranger squad isn't easy to beat at all. That's a very good Ranger squad as well. Um, so, yeah, good match. If I'd watched it, I imagine. Meanwhile, <laughs> on the other court, Bedford Mighty Eagles versus Derby. Bedford Mighty Eagles handing the first loss to Derby and their only loss of the season. Wow. What the fuck? Crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. I'll let you guys take the floor on this one. Um, I have watched it. I have forgotten a lot of what happened, but it was a good game for memory. Maybe you can jog my memory. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah, very, very good match. It's one of those ones where I I'd, I find it surprising that Derby haven't had a loss so far this season. Like, had that many draws, you kind of think it's got to happen at some point. And in every single one of those draws that Derby got, there was a moment where you're thinking, oh, this is going to run away from them. And then they just about managed to clean it back. And it just didn't really happen here. I don't remember the exact play out of the match as in, like, how many sets space there was ever. But it was just one of those ones where it was quite a close match it felt like and then just slipped out of their hands which they've had a whole season of having very close matches that didn't quite slip out of their hands so kind of statistically bound to happen at some point just quite funny that it ended up happening in the final meet i still would have it still would have been quite funny if they'd like come second in the league with no losses that would have been funnier um but fair play to beagles yeah if they got a draw it would have been really really fun <laughs> I'm only here for comedy value. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I, 
I can't remember exactly how it panned out, but I just remember there was just moments of bad decision-making from Darby in big sets. Um, I feel like that was a mo- like a game where maybe the pressure got to them a bit and they went a bit too aggressive on like their usual selves. They usually really enjoy being this um, smart team, um, really aware of ball possession, really aware of who they're targeting. And I just felt like they went a bit too chaotic and it kind of cost them. I think if there's a team that you don't want to be breaking your kind of usual mold against, it would be Beagles, um, as there's a lot of very experienced players who are very good at taking advantage of situations. And that's what I felt like they'd done. Um, And overall, I did think that from watching it, um, I thought um, Bedford were were the better team in this instance. Um, I just thought Derby weren't their usual like on point, very accurate throw in, very smart, usual selves. Um, but you've got to give them a lot of credit. Like to they're essentially were so close to becoming the champions, just turning a couple of those draws into wins. Um and you'd be crowning them the champions. Um and th- I don't think you could have argued with that either. Like um they've probably I've been the most consistent team. Um for the entirety of the season. Like, I don't really think they've had a bad game um, this entire year. I think that's the closest to a bad game they've got. Um, And all it really was was a few poor decisions and a lower head accuracy than usual. That's probably about it. Um, So to say that for an entire season and to come third is is very harsh on them, to be fair. Yeah. Pretty good going there. Where did they come last year? Do you remember? I can't can't remember. Did they finish? Derby? Yeah, I thought they finished top three, didn't they? Yeah, I, I think I can't so. How it fell out, but they were in that group that could have won it. But... Yeah, I know they were in that. There fight. was there was five teams. Five I thought teams, was it like yeah. was it Storm and Sheriffs finished outside of the top five? No, it was in the end? Was it? Oh, no, or Valkyrie, Valkyrie Val- came second. Valkyrie came second. Be- so, yeah, Beagles, Beagles came, came first. Third. Spartans came third. First, Spartans yeah. Came third. No. yeah, so. Derby, Derby came fourth. Because Spartans always come second. That feels like a pretty easy guess if I had to say anyone came second. I can't remember. Yeah, either way, they were in that kind of... <laughs> yeah. So I think they managed to medal this year where they didn't medal last year, I think is what I'm trying to get get to. Um, yeah. Which is still an improvement, even if it was only third. I say only third. It's still very impressively third. Like they Still were... two points off being top as well, which I think was the same third. as last year. Yeah, comfortably third. Like compared to last year, where you know it was a bit of a absolute mess of who's going to do it when fourth place was very much to live by. Um, we'll get onto that when we get to the table. But yeah, great, good game, and um, yeah, well, I think we knew this was it was going to come down to this at the end uh, between those two teams. So um, yeah, good to good to see. Um, and then you go on to the Stafford Raptors beating beating. Sorry, it's said that very posh. Stafford Raptors beating uh, a storm, um, which has now become win. probably the one of the biggest results match. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for a lot of That's... reasons. Well, we'll touch on it whenever we get to the table. But, yeah, we'll um, get to the table. Yeah, that is that has now become probably the most important match of Raptors season, um, unexpectedly. It's debatable though, because there were, for other reasons, games where yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they got yeah. wins, but... like the. The, the upset over Queens in the start of the season and stuff like that. Yeah, like, obviously every game matters, yada, yada. But in terms of 
what we didn't like the future the future of stafford next season that is the biggest match and they didn't even know it until i was gonna say that's the the other day is like going into that match and winning such an important match without knowing that it was an important match yeah like that that's pretty that's pretty damn cool i mean going into that i think they still had to know that they needed to you know, they to get no themselves, yeah, 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 they had, they had to get the win to get themselves. Because like, I don't, I don't know what would happen. I think because if Stafford, Stafford beat Storm, if Sheriff then beat Storm, would Storm would not have been lower? I don't know if they would have lost, but I don't know. I'll have to look at the table, but um, yeah, yeah. I um, mean, you got, you got to go. No, the set, well, okay. the set difference would have been too good. Um, Depends what, what they lost. They won. They won they lost to Sheriff's by like if they no. oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's massive it, it... Oh, okay. never mind I don't know about their screen okay, cool. <laughs> um, but then you know that that then leads into okay right then it's a, a Storm 2s versus B's fight I don't know if it would have made much of a difference at this point I think it still would wouldn't it, B, it would. B, if B's won they would have survived it yeah. wouldn't have affected Raptors yeah but um, yeah that's that was huge, yeah. And there's a purely hindsight thing as well, like because of of the big news that that came out the other day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, talking of big news, shall we just go on to the table and and, and I think, break I think it? we've we've hinted at it enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I was surprised when they they so yeah terribly releasing the news that Valkyries are folding. Um, and are not going to be playing next season, it seems. From my understanding, they are no. essentially merging with White Tigers, is, is my understanding. So, yeah. gone in kit, but not in players, I think. Not Well, not all the players, anyway. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I imagine part of it's because of players leaving due to injuries or, or just retiring for personal reasons. So, I wouldn't be surprised if some of those um, players like just don't return. Yeah, um, I don't know. I definitely feel like Valkyries have one of the nicest kits, and or Valkyries Vikings like had one of the nicest kits. So um, even though they were only there for five years, do you not like the Leeds bird shit kit, Nick? <laughs> oh, you, you mean your Still bird the shit best kit? Thing you've ever <laughs> <laughs> Why was, make memes when you can make meme kits? <laughs> In- um, incredible. Yeah, great job. Um, Leeds literally were a meme every single match. Like it's the best thing ever. <laughs> to be fair, it did grow on me, and I maintain that if you like wear shorts that aren't those gradient That's shorts. That's just because you didn't want to be embarrassed wearing it. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I um, hey, I thought it was alright, but um, yeah. It's alright, but like back back to the back Valkyries folding. Yeah, like Valkyries. the big the big news that would is that that means assuming they accept it raptors would be staying in women's super league most yeah. likely right Hopefully. which is just incredible because if they lost that game against storm that would have been offered to queen bees instead just massive like that that win over storm is massive now like that is a that's complete that's a complete like one eighty of how like they would feel about the end of this season because like Raptors really came into their own towards the end of the end of the year like they started off quite individual like players on court there wasn't really that big team chemistry but the more they played the more they really gelled and put on some 
um, big fights towards the end. Oh. Gotta respect it. Yeah. And then, like, we were talking about earlier on, um, Darby coming third with five draws and a loss, which has got to be, that's got to be a, a tough pill to swallow, you know? That's got to be a really tough pill to swallow. It is, but, like, like, they, they are draws, you know, like, some of them were just don't, don't capitulate at the end. Like, you were, you were holding out for a win, you were doing well, and then to five times, and I'm, and I'm not saying that all five times were they were in the lead and they lost the final set, but five times not see out a win, um, because I think in my head the majority of them were, they were ahead and they let a team come back. Um, There's at least two of them that spring to mind that were that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I think it was more that way than the other. That's where it's sort of like, you just you just need to hold on for one more set. It's not that's something to look back on and something to work on for next year, which is just, you know, decision-making. And, you know, like you were saying in that last game, like, you know, in games that they've lost, I think it's more the decision-making at times than it has been, you know, one individual play here there, or here or there. And, you know, if you iron them out as a squad, you lose less sets and that becomes less of a draw and less close games and more wins in the end. Um, it's yeah. not that they haven't got the talent. They've definitely got the talent to do it. Um, oh, 100%. 100%. Like they are one of the best teams in England for a reason, um, but yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's not even like obviously if you draw that many games, it's very hard to actually win the league at the end of the day. But even if they hadn't lost that match against Beagles, in all likelihood they would not have won the league because they didn't get the no. set difference. Because if you draw a match, you get zero set difference, and so they don't get that extra little benefit that Spartans got from actually winning matches. Um, which yeah. It's it's you know it's great to it's better to draw than it is to lose but some of those matches were definitely winnable I think Derby looking back on their seasons will one hundred percent be kicking themselves over losing to Bees especially now that Bees are tenth in the table drawing. that's drawing, sorry, drawing, yeah. Yeah, drawing but you know that's a match that they should have won essentially like you you can't expect to win the league if you're drawing against the bottom of the league. Oh, yeah. true. And then Bed Bedford will look back at the, the loss against Valkyries in particular as a missed opportunity now. Because um, yeah. that, that definitely should have been a game that, that, that like, with the, with the squad they have, you would have expected them to be winning, especially as Valkyries, like, they don't even, they didn't even train together um, for the most part of the season, you know. Um, so that would definitely be seen as a, as a massive missed opportunity. You win that, you won the league. And they finished with the highest set difference, so you could argue, you could argue that uh, they should have been finished on top. Yeah, definitely. I think um, another, like, well, I also want to say, like, congratulations, Spartans, for winning. Um, mm -hmm. You know, obviously, this is the first time that they've won the actual league. Am I right? Yeah. The women's? All, yeah, been, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been yeah, better yeah. than my Eagles all the other time. So... Big congratulations to Lone Spartans on that one. Um, very much deserved, I think. Um, you know, drawing three and losing one, really impressive. And who was there one? Who was there one lost to? Better my Eagles or I can't remember. I can't remember either. I was trying to find this. <laughs> I scroll through the history. Oh, Phantoms. It was Derby. Oh, did they actually Darby. lose Derby? Okay, yeah. Yeah, round round three. Yeah. <laughs> Which is you know an impressive. Impressive run to, to then, you know, bounce back from that and only only see three draws. So very good going from them. 
I also want to say another impressive showing, and this will be the only time I say this, um, Storm 2 getting more wins than their first team. Like, that is really good going. I didn't even notice that. I didn't even notice that. That's crazy. Six. <laughs> Six. Like, what the fuck? What the, what it's the, such what the a weird, weird season. Like, <laughs> I thought you were yeah. going to say Storm 2 are just such a weird team, which they are. I think that's like talking to them, I think the general consensus everyone's got around Storm versus Storm 2 is Storm 1, really like regimented, really well drilled, really focused. Storm 2, like a fucking child gone hyperactive, like chaotic as hell on court, and yet somehow just absolutely killing it by the end of the season. What the hell? How did they. Right, I just wanna I just wanna say Zoe Zoe said that. She said that. Not me. Do not come for me. That was all Zoe saying you're chaotic. <laughs> they won what the match. Wrong. <laughs> watch them play. I mean they, they were really good, but they were all like, yeah, all over the space. I think what so what mad. what really sticks to me is knowing how League One went the year before, where they just clawed promotion spot away yeah. from Nighthawks. Mm-hmm. Like, they just clawed it, and now they're going and finishing seventh. Uh, I mean, yeah, it comes down to the last day, but, like, six wins in Super League is really good going, Um, whereas you compare it to the year before when Wessex and White Tigers went down, where I think, what, Wessex had two wins, which were against White Tigers, and that was it, and White Tigers had no wins. Like, whereas this year it's just been no teams finished on, like, less than four wins which is kind of nuts you know if you get four wins especially four wins and a draw that should mean you're beating the two teams below you or at least one team below you no two teams below you twice so you should be finishing eight logically and here no everyone's just beating each other it's nuts um, <laughs> ah women's super league uh, math math bomb in every episode yeah, my, 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 <laughs> I can do some maths but maths not very well bomb <laughs> What do you mean? You definitely didn't have Storm Dinas losing by 994 score difference. <laughs> That's, that oh, was, that was an Easter egg. <laughs> That's an Easter egg. It was on stream and I realised that yeah, I had all the graphics but it was on the wrong bloody folder. So I need to go like find all the original graphics. Oh, anyway, right, we'll get to that. <laughs> That's how much I hate them. <laughs> they have minus a thousand set difference. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, imp- impressive. Six, six wins, but you lost by like 200 points in every other match. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. But just to, just to re- go... If that was the case, I'd just relegate myself, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can only dream, right? Um, but... Just to just to say, you know, what's the outcome of Valkyries, you know, folding over? Um, the result will be, and it should be, that Raptors stay up. Um, so in ninth place, that win becoming very uh, against Storm One becoming very important for Raptors. Um, Madness. And Queen Bees will be in League One, which does mean your most northern team in Women's Super League is Nottingham Sheriffs. Um, oh, on that geography. I'll be a, I'll be a big sheriff's fan then next season. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're all rooting for our northern our northern powerhouse of a team. Sure. Oh God. 
But yeah, um, could be an interesting one next year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, um, Zoe, you know what's next. Do I? Yeah. Oh no, no, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> 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 To be fair, if you give you could give Nick a full two hours to talk about the exactly. uh, women's league one. I know yeah. Nick. <laughs> I know Nick. <laughs> right, um, Nick, did, did you want to talk about your favourite team? Uh, I mean, I did a really good job of making sure that I wasn't involved and refed instead. Um, but yeah, um, <laughs> I don't even know where to start on this because, like, let's, I... let's 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 take let's take a round by round of matches, right? So let's start with Spartans two versus Honeybees. Thank you. And... It's very I'll, I'll be I'll be nice. I'll be nice, right? Um, Spartans two uh, comfortably beat honeybees honeybees who have had a very up and down season um it has been a lot of losses but as an overall team they've progressed quite well a lot of new players who uh, are playing competitive nationals for the first time outside of uni um coming into the squad and given some very good showings um one win for the season um which is a there were definitely a couple of matches that they were they were very close with losing by one or two sets um, so they can be definitely proud of themselves. Spartans too. Um, very, I expected a wee bit more from them overall this season, but I think overall they performed well as a squad from a, a couple of matches that I've seen. Um, some very good players who I think with a bit more um, hard work over the next you know, six to 12 months um, could become very important and integral in Spartans as a whole. There's definitely a few girls in there that if anybody was to kind of leave the Spartans first team, they could slot in and do do a good job um, there. So I'm really excited to see um, how they perform in the future as well. Um, do you just want to talk about the other match that happened first that I morning? Just, I was just going to say on Spartans too, just before we, we move on. Like, yeah, no worries. I think one thing I want to just sort of highlight here, and I've, I've, I say highlight, I've said it all bloody season. Women's League One has been competitive all the way around, like mid-table, top-table, you know, it's it's been a good competitive team um, season. The Spartans, too, you will get on to where they finish, but finishing where they've done and, you know, losing the games they have, like, don't forget how impressive um, Hartlepool have been, how impressive Crocs have been, you know, Nighthawks and Phantoms, too. It's not an easy league to consistently do well in um and yeah they've got yeah they'll they'll definitely gel well as a team and you know they, they'll continue to get better but that's also to say that actually the team you know the, the teams that they've been leveling as considering it's their first season against say phantoms 2 and, and mavericks who've been playing a while and um and crocs i mean crocs it's their first time as well like you know and nighthawks who nearly got promoted last season to see nighthawks you know down in that sort of mid pack and um, you know, Spartans two holding their own against them really shows you the competitive strength of League uh, League One this year, um, and really sort of the direction that leads in. So I just want to give like big credit to, to those teams because it is it is genuinely it's not just about you know the wins and losses it's about the competitiveness on the on the court and it's definitely been really good to see. But 
yeah, on to, unless you've got anything to say, Zoe, on to that game. Mm. I oh. mean... Yeah. So, I mean, I can give, I can give a, an account of, from what I understand has happened. Um, half time, the score was 8-2 to Leeds. And we should have stopped it there. And the final score was 12-8 to White Tigers. Um, and this this was a need... It, this was a win in your Inter Super League game. <laughs> um, I think Zoe's sort of showing, you know, for all your listeners, she's, she's just hiding right now. Um, Zoe doesn't want to talk anymore. <laughs> What's there to talk about? You know what? The the dream was still alive even after this game, okay? Um so I would like I, we did here on I, I have a I have a big <laughs> I have a big question. I I know this is gonna be a bit of a difficult one to answer, Zoe, but in the last episode whenever I discussed this game, I had predicted the White Tigers to win it because I always feel that whenever it's leads in a big game hmm. that the mentality that should be there, it just never isn't. Do you think that's the case, or do you think something else was the reason for this very unexpected loss, especially being in such a strong position at halftime? I would not say that it was an unexpected loss going into the day. I'd say at halftime, I would have predicted we'd win. Yeah, 8 2 up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That... Going into the match, I was fully like listening back to, to the previous episode. Um, and when when you started talking about it, then I was like, yeah, no, fully, a hundred percent agree. I don't think that we're going to win that match, and that's probably why we went up eight two. Is because I don't, I can't speak for everyone on the Leeds team. Pressure's obviously, off. I know, I know a couple of us. Yeah, we're kind of like the pressure's off. We're probably going to lose this game, and that's fine because White Tigers. It's it's interesting listening to like neutral zone when they were talking about how like. Ooh, I don't know if I've frozen there. I've frozen on my side. I've frozen? No, it's, it's just Nick's OBS thing. Don't worry. Cool. Um, yeah, listening to like Neutral Zone, when they were talking about it, they were like, oh, I don't know I don't know where White Tigers even came from. Like, how did, how did they just sneak up on us? And basically, if you look at the history of, of this year, um, White Tigers had one bad meet. They, they messed up two matches early on, losing against White Tigers and Mavericks, and then they didn't fuck up ever again. That was it. Whereas Wessex had a, you know, great start to the league and then two very weird results throughout the league. I'll put it that way. Um, And we'll get to the second one of those later because I'm definitely not letting that one slide. And then Leeds actually were the most consistent and and didn't didn't lose against any lower teams. Like the other two top teams against lower teams than the top three. Leeds did not. Leeds only lost against the top three. But we lost every time, except for when we drew against Wessex. So it's that thing of, yeah, we are provably, we, we were worse in big matches and we couldn't hold our own in those big matches. But we were very good at keeping our heads together in, in the, like, in every other match we didn't go in assuming that we were going to win. We kind of were just there yeah. playing the games that came and therefore did very well at maintaining our lead throughout the, the year and, and arguably made it look as if we were doing better in the league than we had. If 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 the matches that we played in the last two meets had come halfway through the league instead of at the end of the league, then nobody would have thought that we were going to win the league. Yeah, yeah, that that that's fair. Um, I think the big one, the draw against Wessex and this game against White Tigers are both matches that 
I haven't seen this match, so I, I can't be 100% sure. I'm just kind of going off of what I've heard and how, you know, it was at halftime. Like, against Wessex um, on the stream, whenever I watched it, I was there going, you, Leeds definitely had the opportunities to take that match and didn't take it. But I thought overall you were the slightly better team in that game, personally. And being 8-2 up at halftime against White Tigers in this game, definitely there for the taking. Um, yeah. So uh, it, it kind of it kind of re- reaffirmed to me that in terms of ability, I would still put you probably in top of the top of the table if I was like on on paper in my eyes, right? I don't know this league as well as either you two. Like, I'll put that out there. But if you were to ask me who I would say on on ability wise and experience wise as well, um, I would have put Leeds top of that table, especially whenever um at the point that you joined, it was a huge um pull for leads um because i thought you quite you suited their play style quite well and added a few different dynamics to the squad um so i i, I definitely would have because I, I, I know you keep telling me that you wouldn't that you weren't expecting leads to be um white tigers and wessex and it's definitely me that's putting you as favorites because a few other people have kind of agreed with you on that on that front um but yeah i was i was definitely I wasn't shocked to hear that you were eight two up at halftime, but I also wasn't shocked to hear that you <laughs> you blew it at the end. Um, it's so Leeds, and I fully yeah. said like we are, in my opinion, and no offense to like White Tigers or anyone else, I would say pound for pound, most of our players are more experienced. And if you were doing like a one v one style competition, yeah, mm-hmm. maybe we'd win. But that's not how dodgeball works. It's a six v six. You're absolutely right. And, and it comes down to like team tactics, it comes down to coaching and all that side of things, but it also comes down to gelling as a squad. And ultimately Leeds does have this slight issue of it's like the super squad of the northern, like the north. Like it's it's just people from random places. Half the squad does not live in Leeds. So it does create this tricky situation there where I think when you compare that to something like what White Tigers have in their setup, where they've been playing together for years, like mm-hmm. some of those girls have been playing, it's it's like when you look at France at Euros, like some of those girls have been playing together for their entire careers, and they're still incredibly young, but they've got years of experience under their belts. It's yeah. hard to beat that, even if you do individually play better, you're not going to have that automatic... Like, if you look at some of the fuck-ups that Leeds have as far as individual plays, frequently it's just reading what the other player is doing in the same in the same move. So Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting one, definitely. And I think there's one thing that's probably been a bit of a bias from me against White Tigers is whenever I've seen them in Super League, and that's probably the, the time I've watched them the most uh, live and in person, um, I was kind of sitting there going, like, is is there enough there? in league one to combat um you know the leeds women's team whenever they're formed or reformed i should say and wessex wolves i probably like didn't give them enough credit for and didn't cut like also bring into it that they would be more experienced and they would have like be better players individually um because they'll obviously keep on improving through training together and improving as a squad as a whole to probably don't take into account as much as i probably should um but yeah fair play to them and they absolutely deserve to to come out as champions because that that's a big match and for them to t- have the mentality in the bottle to turn around eight two down at half time 
to win every single set is absolutely massive and cannot be understated. It's insane. Like, huge, huge, like, the fucking balls on those girls. What the fuck? How do you do that? How 100%. do you turn around an 8-2, like, down at halftime in the most important match of the season and just go ahead and win every single set in the second half? That's nuts. Yeah, no, absolutely incredible. And you you won't see that in, in too many leagues happening, you know. That for absolutely fair play to them. Yeah. They, they should they should definitely enjoy it. And I I can imagine them call it like if, if this year's uh, women's super league's anything to go by, like they could definitely kind of cause a few upsets and do something similar to what Raptors have done um this season. Mm. I will just say from a Leeds perspective outside of playing in the team um i think it's hard sometimes with you know the expectation with some of the results that we had with the way the fixtures went to not feel like we should do that well but i think there has to be a a reminder of where this club that this team's come from in the fact that it didn't exist last year at all um of the players that played this season i think only three played in the previous women's leagues team uh, in the last season, I think maybe maybe four, um, but we've had so many new players come in um, and rotate through that, like by the end of the season, we had like what three or four people that weren't playing. Um, it's been quite a big squad that we've had. So to have what four new players come in during the season, um, and then that meaning that you're rotating four players in and out during the season as well with availability, um, really speaks to what's happened as a club and to still have the consistency to be like we're going to beat everyone below us we just can't quite crack the two above us i think actually speaks more to the impressiveness of the skill of the players and how well they have been able to gel in spite of the circumstances rather than um disappointment that it wasn't a promotion because Leeds can look into it next year and go we did really well compared to everyone else we should be in a good space for next year um and there's only one team coming down. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen regarding um, any new teams that appear, or how good those two teams will be. Uh, we can definitely expect teams like Nighthawks and Spartans 2 and Hartlepool to continue growing and getting better. Um, but yeah, definitely not to be too disappointed or downhearted. Like I think from a, from a club perspective, it's really good to see that competitiveness there um, and the women's team grow so much as it has. Um, just a good thing to see. Anyway, yeah, enough absolutely. about Leeds. The next game, which we cannot, cannot miss, is Crocs drawing to Wessex. Um, absolutely love that game. Love that result. And and pers- from a personal perspective, really appreciated how energetic the Crocs goal were. They came over and was like, we, we drew to them for you, we drew to them for you. And I was like, yes, Crocs. Like, <laughs> let's go. Um, really great, really great to see. Um but that wasn't despite Wessex. That was definitely just to have fun and you know show that there were more games to play and and that this league came down literally to the last fixture. Um, but yeah, big draw, big draw for Crocs. Um, and I think from my perspective, shows that Crocs have definitely their result does not reflect how good of a team they are, um, and some of the results don't reflect how good they've been playing because they took Leeds very close in the first game against Leeds. I think it was only a one or two set difference um, when they last played. So. Yeah, great team, um, and definitely a great, great result. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that, to be perfectly honest. Um, and now that we've kind of brought up Wessex um, to discuss their final game, you know, to have gone from a draw against Crocs to go into, you know, based on the league table, a much stronger team, um, to probably, like, were a bit mentally having to regain and refocus and to come out comfortably winning that 15-5 is is a pretty big well i said it's a pretty big result it's a massive result and based on the on the league table when they could have easily just crumbled and kind of thrown it away um and in the very end especially after leeds and um, beat sports too um like that to the the way they regained showed like their experience and showed the quality in that team because Nighthawks aren't a aren't a easy team to beat, um like we've seen that from the Drew with uh, Derby who have been kind of matching them result for result for result and um, for the majority of the season, um so yeah fair play to Wessex and all I have to say is good luck in um Women's Super League next season. That was a killer yeah. game by the way that that Nighthawks Derby game. That was killer. Like, when it comes down to something like, what, seven seconds on the clock and there's a miscommunication, so someone steps off course, there's 60 seconds set to draw it. And Nighthawks do Oh, draw is that it. what happened? I haven't, yeah. I haven't seen it. Oh, it that's was, sick. Uh, uh, you say sick, absolutely heartbroken for Derby that that happened. Like, they just needed to stay on court. They had one player left um, and just misunderstood what getting back is in get back to safety was oh no oh no oh shit i thought you meant like um she heard it last second to step off court to make it oh no 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 it was just a as far as i could tell a miscommunication um from the from the box absolutely oh, nice shit. um so you know like nighthawks were coming off that one as well um to then come back to that you know to clinch a draw out of nowhere on high hopes to then go into that wessex games so a game as well shows that yeah impressive for yeah. but yeah sorry Zoe, gone no, all I was going to say is I just I think Tom's absolutely right to bring attention to the fact that like the Wessex games should be viewed together as a progression throughout the day. I think watching the end of the Crocs Wessex match and having having talked to the players who played it, then first of all like Crocs played an absolute blinder and and Maya apparently in particular played really really well. So excited to watch that footage if it exists anywhere out there. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, the the difference. I think Wessex had. They're very classic Wessex problem where they lose their heads a little bit and they, you know, th this has been Wessex's problem for years, right? Like it's it's what screwed them over in Super League. It's what screwed them over earlier on in the season as well, um, in in League One where they just kind of lose their heads and they go a bit nuts and and they can't quite get it together again. And I think having heard that result and knowing that um, Kelly is injured um, pretty badly at the moment, so so they don't, you know, they're lacking their figurehead as it were, their their captain. Um, and that's obviously going to lead you to think, okay, they've they've screwed up. They're they're down their captain. They're losing their heads against even a team like Crocs. They're kind of you know maybe we've got a chance. Maybe Wessex are going to lose against Nighthawks. So for them to actually like get their heads back together in that time, and you know just sort of pull it back in the Nighthawks game pretty pretty damn well, um, I think is quite comforting as far as Wessex in next next season because Super League is more tense it's really really stressful as an environment super league and so there is the worry looking at that wessex team that 
if their downfall is always that they end up stressed on court, surely going into Super League is just going to cause that to be even bigger of a problem, especially if Kelly's still injured or retires because of the injury. Like, isn't that just setting them up a little bit for failure and, and for a yo-yo kind of situation again? But I think seeing them pull that back in, again against Nighthawks might actually be a little bit of hope there as far as, like, maybe they can kind of finally fix that attitude and mental game problem that they've had for a few years now and and just kind of be a little bit more stable on court which sounds really harsh that sounds really really judgmental of Wessex they're an incredible team that's just the thing that that is how you play Wessex everyone knows that that is their famous like struggle and, and flaw so it'll be interesting to see what next season's like for them I mean especially yeah, given, given that you're gonna have to play three games in a day right? yeah. so if you if you lose your head in ga- uh, game uh, uh, lose your head in game one, you need to be able to pull it out of the bag to, to sort it for two more games because otherwise you're losing what a sixth of your games just because you have one bad game potentially. True, very true. I actually wasn't aware about the Cali situation, so uh, oh, yeah, everything's all right and that she gets well soon as well. I think it happened in, in her match against us in the previous meet. I'm pretty sure it was, I think it was that, because she did get, yeah, she was off. Yeah, I remember, yeah, at the end. Um, yeah. And then she was off the entire final meet. So I've heard that it's a, a knee problem, and, and obviously that's absolutely gutting for her. Um, Not what I you hope. want to hear. God, knee problems and dodgeball, you never hear about that. Can't relate. Sending best wishes to get, get well soon. But um, yeah. Other games though, and that happened because I know we focus on the top of the court, uh, top of the table. I still want to highlight the fact that Hartlepool drew to Derby, so Derby get another draw, and Crocs then draw to Sheriffs too. Um, mm. Like four draws in a day. Four draws in a day. I mean, this just speaks to it. You know, you know, like we'll go on to the table because we need to push the conversation on, but also um, just speaks to the absolute. Like, look at all those draws. <laughs> Like, that's nuts. Like, Leeds with only one draw, and then two teams with none. Everyone else has two or more. <laughs> Derby ending with four draws. Like, wow. Like... <laughs> um, At least Derby are consistent across their first and second squads. That's all yeah. I'm going to say. <laughs> Dar- Derby win really consistently draw- good drawing. Um, but yeah, like, I that. I mean, that's, that really shows how, like, tight this league is. And even more so that Mavericks finish fourth on negative set difference. Like, I, I, I was looking at that all the way through the season, like, surely this can't last, surely this can't last, surely this can't last. Yes, it bloody did. Finish fourth on minus set difference. That's incredible. Um, you know, they're a great team, um, so they very much deserve it. Those nine wins were, were well-thought wins um, and fully deserved fourth place, but uh, Wow. <laughs> What a league. What a league is right. What a league. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we talked about the, you know, Women's Super League, I think there were, what, uh, four, three different league position changes um, where you got two teams switching position on the last day. Uh, Even here, you had uh, someone switching around on the last day, which is quite impressive. Um, It's good to see that that, there's still that level level of competition going on in... um, in the leagues, especially leading up to right to the last day. Um, but yeah, so White Tigers and uh, Wessex going up, Manchester Queen Bee's going down, which means there'll be one, 
potentially one spot available, maybe more, depending on what happens with other clubs. Um, yeah. I was going to say, that's the thing, right? Like, there's a very long gap between seasons now. And yeah. that anything could genuinely happen within that time. It's, it's like, you know, talking earlier with people about, oh, do, do we, how many teams do we think are going to be in Women's League 1 next season? How many, is there maybe even enough for a Women's League 2? And it's like, there's genuinely no way of knowing. So much could change in the next seven months that, like, we don't know which teams are going to fold. Clubs have folded in less time than that. Clubs have gone from being perfectly healthy to folding. Um, and other teams have, like, come out of nowhere. And I'm, I'm sure we'll see, like, clubs, you know, there's already rumours of certain clubs that are going to launch women's teams in time for next season. They could genuinely, like, spring up out of nowhere and absolutely kill the league next season because they've got long enough to actually get themselves ready for it. So in some ways that like really really long season break does make things interesting for next season and also makes our lives a lot harder as podcasters because we're there like i don't actually know what it's going to look like i don't know where anyone's going to be i don't even know who's going to get promoted or relegated because maybe some clubs will stop existing and who knows what's going to happen watch imperial uni now go hang on a second this could be good practice for our first team (laughs) after such a dominant season go you know what we've got September to December to train. Let's put in a first team right now. <laughs> can, I, can I just point out something that just clicked in my head? This is going to be our last podcast about league until 2024. Maybe. Possibly. We'll, well, possibly. Likely. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. There's, there's much to discuss about what the hell happens for the next season. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, that's, that could be, that could be insane, you know. In yeah, terms bye, of like, guys. Talking about a league mate, that's happened. <laughs> Like you're, we'll be talking about that until twenty twenty four. That's mental. Yeah. Not saying that's the last podcast. I'm just saying that's the last one until. That's mental. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, that just clicked in my head as you were talking about that. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll uh, anyway. I'll bring us on to the next league then. Um, Let's do men's it. Men's Super League. Men's Super League. Go on, take it away because uh, I don't have anything to say. <laughs> Uh, yeah, now let's talk. Let's talk about your uh, Rangers prediction at the last, the last yeah, uh, yeah. podcast. Let's let's start. Let's start off with that, shall La- we? What last podcast or like the beginning of the season? Last last podcast. We can do both. My, that, what, so next, next, so next, so next uh, prediction. He said it's guaranteed to be Spartans, Meteors, and Rangers top three. <laughs> That's what you said. Is exactly what, how it's going to end. Did I you say said, that last yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah no, because I thought. You were like, it's yeah. definitely going to be, this is such a boring league, it's definitely going to be Spartans, Meteors, and Rangers. Maybe, yeah. You're I, I wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Like, fair, fair play to Beast for getting a draw against Meteors, um, and also Sheriffs beating Rangers, like, um, good results there for them. Um, Sheriffs are really good there, they played incredible. I was definitely the best league mate I've seen them play. Like, they're, they're, I've, I've said this before, and I've said, I remember going to Dave Prestige last year, I think it was last last season. And I just went to him and I was like, Sheriffs are the weirdest team in men's Super League by far because they're either absolutely incredible or incredibly dog shit. <laughs> like, I never really see an in-between for them. Like, on their day, like, I think the way they played um, at the last meet, they could have beaten bloody Spartans and Meteors. Like, they're definitely at least giving them a really good game. Like, they were really, really good. Some incredible catching, like really well backed up, like disciplined players. Um, I felt like they were a lot more 
um, intelligent with their targeting of the opposition. It wasn't just kind of randomized as it sometimes feels like. Like I, I, it was, re- it was actually really, really impressive to watch, um, especially in the Rangers game. Like I think, I personally, I think that result makes Rangers look a bit more in the match than they really were in reality. Like sheriffs were quite comfortably ahead for. Like I say comfortably, like a few sets ahead for pretty much all the match. Like it never really looked like it was gonna be out of their hands at any point. Um. So yeah, I'd, if if they can keep that up going into next season, like you could you could definitely see them challenging for for a medal for sure. Yeah, I'm curious as to what happens with Rangers though, because like Rangers have had such a meh season. I think like, um. I, th- I think I th- at the beginning of the season I was somewhat fair with my excitement to see where they end up, but um, some of the results... They definitely had their opportunity really... to be in there. Yeah, like, some of the results, compared to how well they were playing last season, like, I don't know whether it's a case of all the other teams got better or Rangers got, you know, dropped the ball a little. I think it's probably a mixture of the two. Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd agree with looked, that. Bees will look fantastic. Bees, the, the big thing with Bees is that they've been really unlucky with how often they've had to change squads due to whether it be injuries or whether it be people being absent. Like that killer squad has changed quite a lot throughout the season. Um, I think there's been a, about, God, it must be hitting like 12 different people that have had to play throughout the season for killers. Um, that That is an estimate off the top of my head, to be honest. But there's been a lot of people that have come in and out of that squad um and sometimes that's worked out in workers favor sometimes it's been their demise like but bees men as a, as a whole has really had to like shift their squads quite a bit throughout the season and that is what's going to kind of keep them in that like third place because compared to meteors or spartans like they're starting six and usually one or two subs is being mostly consistent like throughout the entire season and that does make a big difference like if you're changing your starting six like like pretty much every league mate so i think bees have i'm not even sure they've had the, the exact same squad going into two league meets in a row this season like that does play a part in it um mm-hmm. like you could you could name spartans starting six for you know pretty much every ball. set of every game well <laughs> that's meteors pal um, <laughs> <laughs> like, but like for both of them, like you could you could name their starting six um, for pretty much like ninety percent of the season, and that is definitely um, where that a bit of the the gap will definitely form. Whereas if you had base like best six players on court the entire season, they definitely would have had a few more wins under their belt. I I think personally, um. So it's 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 interesting to see um if bees can have a more consistent squad where they would be. But they, that game against Meteors, uh, considering like for the first few was it five minutes, um the other card was for both um Tim Day, Joe Brown, um that fun that fun debacle that played out. Um it worked out, I think it was a set each in the end. Um so bees didn't really capitalize on it. As much as they would have wanted to, um, yeah. and fair play to Meteors played really, really well to to stay in the game to allow you know a full squad to come back in. Uh, Bees played an absolute blinder, like they they really stuck to their game plan, um, and 
whenever they like eased into the game a bit more, they started making a lot more hits. Um, they started making um, their do- their dodge improved. They made a, a few big catches in the game, and they didn't get drawn into the chaos as much um, as the game kind of played out. Um, I was I was really impressed overall. Yeah, I would say like listening to you just then talking about like um, the number of changes of players between um, Spartans and Bees. I'd say you were right on half of what you said and maybe slightly wrong on the other half, which is you were right when you said the starting six is the same as Spartans. I do think Spartans have had an interesting kind of like, like it, looking at their lineups every week, it kind of feels like there's a little guest star position. Like, ooh, yeah, 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 definitely. And this time around. Um, but that isn't the person they put on first. It's, it's yeah. their starting when you said they're starting six is the same, I think that's absolutely fair. And I think that's maybe potentially where the difference is, is that these do have that kind of rotating position in the same way that Spartans do, but they do put that player on first sometimes and and they're more like an equal member of the squad, which mm-hmm. is potentially something to reconsider. Um, it's nice, it's lovely as a concept, but um, a little bit something to reconsider, I think. I think it would have. I think it as a concept, it works fine if you have you know a consistent eight throughout the season. Um, it's the fact that if you're going to have you know a lot of um swapping in and out of the squad, that's where that kind of shows a lot. Um, because not only are you getting um not as much game time as you would if you were kind of playing it on the starting six in general, um, you're then kind of not getting like competitive experience um as a squad um throughout all the league meets put together um yeah. so that it, as an overall concept it works really well if you have the same squad the entire season but you're only getting like 30 percent of the game time realistically if you're only turning up to half the league meets kind of thing you, you, you know what you know where i'm trying to come from um, yeah yeah absolutely so maybe there's something to consider, especially, well, you're probably going to have to utilize the squads more next season as you're going to be playing three matches in a day. And Men's Super League is a very intense play style. There's not really that many teams that play, you know, as we as we like to call it, bees, the grinder bees method of really slow, draw-out game. Like, nobody really plays that in Men's Super League right now. It's usually very fast-paced, a lot of, like, high-energy matches. So utilizing the squad will definitely be seeing more, I reckon. Um, it'd be interesting to see how it impacts, you know, the likes of Meteors and Spartans next season. Yeah. Um, how, how they'll be well. kind of handling it. And the team's coming up, so, you know, Mad Hawks okay. and Spartan 2s as well, is how they get into the mix. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah mo- moving on from Bs, um, I do want to talk... Oh, go on then, one more <laughs> <laughs> it's not about bees it's not about bees but it is about something that was said about two minutes ago so if i wait any longer then it's going to feel like a really long gap <laughs> it was when we were talking about rangers and we we're talking about like how it sort of feels like they've had a very odd season um and and just sort of seemed not quite themselves i don't know if this is 100 percent correct i'm sure ross will send me an angry message if it isn't um but as a casual viewer and as someone who's not excessively excelling at everything, it does kind of feel watching Rangers as if they are incredibly good in short bursts. And so that's why they like, they win. They're very, very good in these opens. Right. And you do sometimes watch some of like the first half of a Rangers game. You're like, Oh my God, they're incredible. How could we have ever doubted them? 
and then they just lose steam. And so that's kind of why I'm wondering, like, when we're talking about this three three match structure next time round, is that maybe gonna make that even worse for Rangers? Is it is it an energy thing, or is it just like like is it a physical energy thing, or is it a mental energy thing? Because I suspect it's a little bit of both. But if it's more physical energy problem wise, like they're running out of steam physically, then that's gonna be awful for them in a three match structure. Whereas if it's mental energy, then, I don't know, it will probably just be exactly the same unless they can fix whatever it is that means that they can stay really focused for 15 minutes and then just get a little bit dozy in the second half sometimes. I think, really it could be, Sorry, go ahead. I think it's going to be interesting from a from a Rangers point in terms of how it affects their squad selection because if you've got three games, I think it's fair to go to a nine-team nine selection, which they've done once, I think, this season. And they do have nine first-team players, in my opinion. Um, and yeah. I think that's affected their play style a bit. I think Rangers have gone for a bit more of a we are going to make one cut or one trick change and we'll stick with it for the rest of the season because it wasn't working well at the beginning of the season. Admittedly, they had the toughest start to the league, uh, league you could have with Meteors and Spartans in one game or one day, but I think they went for, and I think it's a method that I prefer, which is if we're going to make a change, this is the point that we make a change and we stick with it and we work as a team to make sure we get it. But I think next season, they'll have a bigger squad that they have to rotate through and I think that'll actually benefit from that. They don't have to change play styles as much or change their personnel as much and I think that will actually benefit for them to gel as a whole um, and maybe work to their favour. I agree with the whole, you know, they are short burst team. They are a really high energy team, and they really know how to to take their chances. But um, yeah, if if we're doing half an hour games, I think yeah, it it, it it'll be interesting to see how that one falls uh, falls out. And if there are any rule changes that uh, to to the system next year with uh, with game game length, because we know Euros are so. Not saying that they will, because based on the reasons why we've moved out of St George's Park for um, the other the other leagues. I can't imagine they have space to do, you know, thirty-minute match, uh, longer than thirty-minute matches. Forty. But. Yeah. Um, it's actually a really interesting point talking about the mental side of it for Rangers because I think it's. I kind of agree with the short burst point, but I also think it's just a confidence thing. Like whenever they're doing this high energy short burst thing, it's usually because they're dominating doing it. It's whenever like, you know, a team kind of challenges them that they tend to sit back and start like losing their confidence in that player style a bit um so it's actually it was actually a really interesting point that you brought that up i don't i don't necessarily see it as a physical thing because i think in terms of that i do think a lot like all of them could play that high intensity game for the entire yeah. for the entire match really like big team so it seems yeah. bizarre they're the ones I, who run out of time and energy. yeah so i i would i would be very surprised if it was the physical side of it um yeah. from looking at their from looking at their squad it very well could be. I, I, like obviously, I don't, I don't have like their bleep test scores on me <laughs> at all times. You know what I mean? God damn it, Colin! Just from you not know just from watching them. You are an athletic. <laughs> you need to get. You're like the you like the the tops that footballers were on every day and they're training and stuff. We need to get dodgeballers more than that. That'd be really interesting to see. Yeah, but um, I, like they're definitely like that high energy, high like really aggressive game. But I think that is based around confidence and whenever they're on form making their hits, it just makes them want to go even more aggressive. And like it works whenever you're making the hits. And if you're not making the hits and you're kind of pushed back and they're they're bidding you off. Like 
in that sheriff's game, they, they tried playing that aggressive game, but sheriffs were surviving it and going back at them and just picking them off one by one and finding them in those like positions where because I think they, hum, they handled Tamas really well. Like I don't think Tamas got into that game at all, which took a huge weapon out of the Rangers arsenal. Um, and then everybody else just kind of waited for those moments where they were they were vulnerable and yeah, like they, they took the game and I think they were like as I said earlier on, like comfortably in the lead for the, the majority of the match. Yeah. Um two other things I want to pick up on Super League before we go to the table is well, in fact in fact, do one thing, then we'll go onto the table and bring up the other. Um Wessex, um in terms of the bet. I said I'll clarify what my things were, and I never did. But I did say on the day um, that if they lost to Spartans by less than ten set points, and they beat uh, Storm two, then then I would wear kit on the on the show. But they didn't do that. Um, they did manage to beat Storm two though, so they did manage to get a win before the end of the season. So very proud of them for that. Um, uh, I do want to bring up one more point before we go on. Then. Um, I do want to talk about Derby because I think Derby had a really good day. I was um, gonna talk about them, but I was gonna talk them in about them in like respect to the whole <laughs> league. Like, oh, you want to do the whole? Like, that's fine. We yeah. can we can move on to the next page then. I'm n- I do not want to forget about Derby because um, no, because I think I think especially for the game against Meteors, they deserve a lot of credit for for how that played out. To be one set behind Sheriffs in seventh, like they, I was gonna say like they have reason to be very very proud and are happy with how this this season's gone. Like they have done remarkably well yeah um, absolutely for their first season in like incredibly mm-hmm. well putting some insane results there like losing to meteors by one set um you know going the distance with rangers both times um like you know doing one really well set again. i think it was one set against bees as well one or two yeah sets. like they're really really great team like really done well just unlucky with a few of the results like to finish nine and nine like that that shows you how they're you know they're, they're winning some they're losing some they're really really in it and I think with how they were starting, being the the last undefeated team, as it were, um, yeah, they they I I reckon they'll feel a little bit disappointed on the last day to drop by one. Like they couldn't really have asked for more because they won their other game um, and then yeah. lost. You know they lost they lost to Meteors by one set, and that one set is what dropped them to to seventh. But really, really well done. Like yeah, in terms of the last. In terms of the last day, um, Sheriffs had an incredible end to the season. Um, and that that was their strongest performance. Um, that scraped them an extra place and fair play to Sheriffs for it. Derby overall, like if they could keep improving at that rate, because I know I know myself at the start of the season, I didn't think they'd um, be, you know, what, two points off of fifth. I'd, I wouldn't have put them anywhere near that kind of category. But they've really come together as a team. Um, some of the, the the recruitment they've done this past year, um, they've picked up some really good players. Um, and if Dan Ryan sticks around for next season as well, there's a starting six there that's going to be really dangerous um, from their wings perspective. Um, and if they keep that discipline level that we know that they really drill into all their teams, all their players know the style of play that that, that they're going for it could really come together next season and they could be a very difficult, they already are a very difficult team to beat, but they take it up to the next level and really like kneel down um, their decision-making uh, especially. Uh, I definitely put them as a team that could surprise 
people next season with where they finish off. I just want to say as well, like one thing that I don't think I don't, I'm not sure if you got to see it, Zoe, but in the derby game against um, against Meteors, um, yeah. someone may have to correct me, but Tom Bell's I think one v four to win the set against Meteors. Insane, like just so like. Such a great talent Derby have got. Um, really come on leaps and bounds from when he played at Virtue last year. Like, just in one season. He's, he's a great player. We know he is. And he's really shown mm-hmm. it this year. And Derby definitely, you know, guided him to, to that, that play, uh, that play style and really get to his ability. I know Derby, especially women, like fangirl over him. And he is a really good player. It'll be interesting to see what happens next year with, um, with his development and how far he can go. But... Yeah, I yeah, don't think many Ryan, Ryan Ellis as well is another one from the University of Derby who's yeah. had an incredible season with them this year. Oh yeah, massively so. But yeah, not many players that can one v four meteors. Yeah, no, that's that's insane. Like that would be incredible mm-hmm. for anyone to do. So. And he wasn't even couldn't, he, he's couldn't even well. do six v four. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. Really, really well played. Um, but yeah, Wessex and Storm too. See you, uh, see you next season. Um, I think we knew this going into this, but and uh, yeah, one last question on uh, this one: with Spartans winning the second year in a row for men's Super League, they've won women's Super League. Is this the start? Do we think, or not the start? But like we know how good they are. But the formal start of a dynasty for Spartans, do you reckon? Ooh. Very good question. It's, it's some of it is so much of it's going to be down like who's who plays where next season. Like this isn't uh, like other other sports where um, you kind of know who's who's going where. Like we're what seven months away from when the next like the, from the start of the season kind of happens. Like people can move for jobs. People could like um, you know relocate for one reason or another. Um, clubs can fold, disband, whatever. Like it's so, it's so difficult to, it's so difficult to guess. Like it very well could be the start of something massive for Spartans, kind of become like taking over Meteors as like the team that you know wins, um, you know every match. Like they literally lost their very first game of the season and then went on to go on a seventeen win streak. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so like pretty incredible. Yeah, I mean, the the reason I, I raise it because like I know I know yeah everyone can move around like that we we know that's the thing in dodgeball but realistically Meteor's been at top for a while until you know last season or so. Um, Bedford Mighty Eagles top of the women's game, undisputed. We've also said Austrian women as well. Like you know I know that's the nationals team, but like another team that are like <laughs> undisputedly the best team, right? Like we do see them in dodgeball pop up and. This would probably be, I think, the first scenario where we're seeing a club wholeheartedly potentially start a run of domination. Because, yes, I agree, like, it depends where people move around. But also, like, it's not like Spartans are lacking for depth in either of their teams. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So it's interesting. Oh, you know, talking about, like, players moving around and, and all that and how we don't know what's going to happen over the next seven months. The thing that is different for us based up north versus those in the midlands is that we essentially just play you play for where you live like that is what happens 
Whereas Spartans, one of the funnier things like watching them this season is the number of players that have started playing for Spartans and started going regularly to Spartans trainings that do not live in Leamington Spa and sometimes don't even live anywhere near at all, like are driving two hours plus to get to trainings. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's different. That's not really something that we see that much in dodgeball. And so it does kind of, that's that's about this you know whole mythos, I guess, of, of Spartans where they've really built up this image of themselves as a very strong team because of their coaching, because of their mindset. And so, you know, people actually want to go train there because they think that the training is going to make them individually better players. And then because they're at those trainings and they're like, well, I'd really like to compete for this team as well. That's, that's not the same as a lot of other clubs have. And so it does put Spartans in quite a uniquely strong position where they can attract talent which isn't something Dodgeball has normally, this, this ability to no, attract right. talent. We don't, we don't transfer for money. We, we transfer because of jobs. But in this case, people do transfer because of the, just the fact the that potential. they get playing Spartans, the potential of playing Spartans. And that means that we're looking at a Spartans team that, yeah, you're right, Nick, they're, they're very, very strong, especially in the, the men's uh, you know, winning the league. But more importantly, their twos are coming up really, really strong in Super League as well, which we'll get onto. And... That's that's a very that's a super league quality twos. That's insane as far as your ability to hold on to that crown the following year because it means that if you do have players that leave, if some something happens and some awful accident happens, because I don't really know if any of those ones players are currently looking at retiring or moving away from spawns. Like I I can't think of who it would be from the men's ones. But if if somehow a spot opens up in that squad, it's fine. They'll fill it with a super league quality player. Because they have a whole team of Super League quality players that's just as a backup. So it's tricky because, yeah, I would normally agree with you and be like, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. But at the same time, Spartans are in a very unique position and it's it's slightly, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting and I think it leads to some interesting emotions from other teams where you're kind of looking at that and going, that just that's that's weird to see so many players not play for their home teams and... I don't know, it's new. It's a new one for dodgeball. And I think that's just something we have to get used to as a concept and and get used to the idea of players not necessarily playing for the teams that they are local to. It's, it's a step that had to happen eventually, I guess. It's a very interesting point. Very interesting point. Men's League One. Men's League One! Hour and a <laughs> half in, and we've only got on to Men's League One. Um, <laughs> this is why we're doing a live one and we're starting early, because we know we were going to talk a lot about uh, all the games and everything that's happened this season, because there's been a lot. Um, yeah, so, Men's League One, what a season it's been here. Um, big win for uh, Spartans 2, beating Bedford Mighty Eagles at that point, I think, essentially securing themselves in promotional spot. Um Barring, well, al- almost almost securing it um, if, if MK didn't fumble the bag with uh, Rangers. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know I don't know which game to start on. Uh, Colin, I don't know what you, where, where would you want to start? Any thoughts? Because um, I can talk for days about how we played. <laughs> we can start, you can get that out of the way. Go on, go on. Seeing so much we talked about bees. Like... It, well, like I'll probably sort of explain it more when we get to the to the table. But like, Leeds has been such a such an up and down year, like so, so all over the place with our results. Like to to come out of the season knowing that we didn't lose to Spartans too, and they're going to play in Super League, right? We drew twice to them. Like 
yeah, we didn't beat them, but like two draws, happily take that with some of the losses that we've taken elsewhere, like, you know, the, the league before getting absolutely pasted by uh, Bedford My Eagles, um, happily take those two draws. Um, but I guess that's sort of like, you know, a microcosm of how League One plays out in terms of, yeah, there are games where in, in other leagues where everyone can, you know, take points off each other or whatever. But like, this is one where it really is, you just don't know who's going to turn up on the day. You really don't. Um, like Rangers 2 beating MK at the same time as us drawing Spartans 2. Like if we had, if we had won that, I think that would have kept the door open for MK. But as soon as they got that one point, that was it. Um, Spartans 2 were going to get promoted. But what a crazy, what a crazy league. I've really enjoyed playing it. And um, I'm kind of curious how other people have enjoyed watching it. Um, because, yeah, like, you know, nice win to start the day against uh, Virtue Empire. But that draw against Spartans 2, it was a really fun game. Really, really fun game. And came down to the, the very last set. Um, and not a set that we, we lost. It was like, you know, you say it's doing a lead Surrey in terms of what we did in the women's, but it's, I don't think it's just a lead thing. I think it can just be, you know, that's how the games play out sometimes. And, um, you know, we've done all right this season compared to last season in terms of winning I think one that's, uh, that's just Nick in denial there. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll go back and watch all of these footage. You've done great. Well done, buddy. I'll, 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 I'll pat myself on the back. Um, right. But yeah. You were the second best Northern team. Yeah, this year. yeah, we were, we were. Although we shared results, Colin, we shared results. We did. That's it's funny you mentioned that you you didn't get beat by Spartans too either, did we? <laughs> yeah. We beat them and drew with them as well. Nice. <laughs> but you know that that's kind of the nuts thing, Thanks. isn't it? Right, like you you've done, you know bees have done that and they finished what fifth. fifth. Uh, yeah, they they finished fifth. And what Spartans two are the ones that go and play Super League next year. Yeah, the thing is, is that, and I've said this all season, is that Working Bees have had the potential to be a promoted team. Like, the, the ability was definitely there. We just lost, like, our heads in the in the big games, the the ones that really decided whether we were, you know, a team fighting for top two or a team fight, fighting for mid-table, you know? Um, I was really disappointed to to miss out on, uh, you know, the, the end of the season due to my injury. Um, so watching watching it from afar was a, was a bit painful. Um, I think it was a big loss of um, a leader on court, um, which I, definitely for a lot of the lot of the bees lads, they tend to prefer having um, you know a level headed person kind of making the making a lot of the decisions, which is something that will be what I kind of working on. Um, and there a lot of the lads like stepped up towards the end of the season on that front. Um, which was really nice to see. Uh, so overall, you know, we're I'd much rather take fifth than like last season whenever we were in a relegation battle, um, going into the last last meet of the season. So I'll definitely take the take the progress and continue um, working hard with the lads to to uh, fight for a promotion spot next year because that's definitely what we're fighting for. Uh, we know we know we've got the the talented bees to to be fighting for for bigger bigger things and then fifth place we're definitely eyeing up a medal and promotion um in terms of our goals for next year can can i can tell you i can tell you that much from a from a worker b standpoint um and as i'll probably not be playing for the majority of the season I'll, i will definitely be be in the the coach's box for the season helping helping the lads out i'm really looking forward to it i think it'll be a really interesting league next year with um 
who's going to be coming up, which we'll get into later on. And the fact that we've got Wessex and Storm 2 dropping down, it'll be interesting to see how they kind of match the standards. Because um, I think that, that'll be what's really interesting is, is seeing Spartans 2 moving up and Norwich moving up. Norwich who... Is that two two or three in a row now that they've they've won the leagues that they, they've been in? Um so it's gonna be really interesting to see how they how they move up into Super League and how they settle. Will they kind of settle similar to Derby where they pick up a lot of wins and cause a lot of, you know, quote unquote upsets, um, based on kind of like how people rank them. Um yeah, I think both leagues will be a lot more interested in next season. Um, and I feel like the kind of leagues are balancing out um a, a lot more now especially with the the split off that's about to happen too when you say a lot more interesting this year has been mental oh, like, i i agree but i i think i think it'll be a lot tighter um yeah. throughout next season i mean i hope not because this year was very tight i feel like all the way across the board i think <laughs> yeah um a lot of, a lot of anomaly results yeah but, um, well you say anomaly i think you just have to expect that that's the norm you know no, there's no day off. There's no game off in in. Uh, no, definitely, definitely not. Definitely yeah. not. And that's where that's where about like my speeches about mentality play a big part, especially in leagues like this. Like there was there was some games that we went in there knowing that we we should have won that, um, we fumbled, um, and that's and that's what caused us to to go from you know potential promotion spot to to fifth place. You know. Yeah. But we beat we beat we beat Leeds, so that's all that matters. Yeah. Um... You were working your way out to that. I was wondering where you were going to end your sentence. <laughs> I mean, um, I do want to. I do want to say like two. Well, one one team in particular that sort of stood out to me is MK. I think at the beginning of the season, with the team, uh, you know, the players that left and the absolute reshuffle they had, um, to be until the very end with a fight, fighting chance of going straight back up to Super League, I think is very impressive. Um, and they've played so well this season. Um, it's been good fun playing them. Um, so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a really tough team to beat. Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing them again next season. Because um, I, I personally, I feel like we, you know, as a club le- uh, team, left so much out on the on the on the court left to play against them. But um, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a well well done. You know, to rebound back from from all the changes that they went through. Um, and yeah, um, Bedford Mighty Eagles. I think they didn't get third place this time, which is a, uh, you know, we, we we all thought that they might man- manage to clinch it again, um, but they didn't. Just outside of meddling position this time. And Rangers too, despite their, um, you know, the two games that they had to forfeit, finishing sixth. Um, and yeah, um, you know, do we want to do we want to talk about Thunder Dodge actually getting relegated? Um, Somebody's folded. We all know it. <laughs> it's every year. Is that like three years in a row where they're, they're like they've actually like end up in the relegation zone? Yeah, something in the like same in the same league. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is three seasons in a row where they've end up relegated, and then previously somebody's folded to allow them to stay in the league. I'm waiting for somebody to fold and get rid happen. of the art, like for them to stay up. And I like I'm just I'm just waiting for it. It's gonna happen. <laughs> But yeah, um, I'm literally looking at the table trying to guess who it would be. <laughs> Leeds. <laughs> yeah, us with our, with our two. 
And that's without, our big announcement tonight, folks. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, uh, no, definitely not. Although training is not on next Tuesday. Uh, come back, <laughs> come out of the um, But yeah, uh, final, final league positions. Yeah, interestingly, that there was no changes of places in this in, in this league going to the last game. But um, you know, la- the last session very well could have been. Like, yeah, very well could have been. You know, especially with Sheriffs too, with the two games that they had, it came down to you know bees how B was all playing. And Sheriffs being bees and Thunder Dodge not um, really, you know, even, Thunder Dodge are going to get relegated. Even if bees had beaten um, Sheriffs, like they, they would have, they would have just stayed up anyway. Um, would have, would have been a, would have been that big of a deal. But uh, yeah, that it, like from first, first to the third. Um, it was definitely very tight for the majority of the season. Like Norwich had a, a few games that they showed the experience and the quality in their squad, um, pushing through against uh, very close games with Spartans MK. Um, I think what the first Beagles game was a close one as well, if memory serves. It might have been somebody else, but they kept coming through. Two draws and a loss. If could have easily been three losses and we, we'd be talking about, you know, the likes of Spartans 2 or MK clinching promotion instead of MK. Um, Bed- Bedford were very lucky to lose Arnie for a majority of the season. They definitely could have been up there had they had their full squad available for the entire season. You know, that that kind of um, messed up a few of their results going in, going towards the end. Um, workers definitely had plenty of opportunities to to be up there as a promotion battling team there's at one point where a few people thought we might have got promoted um up until the the second january league meet um leeds had some very very big games against the likes of spartans against uh bedford where you clinched a draw and didn't even know it until after the final whistle had blown um, like and sheriffs too um like that, that last league meet they had dave's prestige ben paddock um, I think somebody else that sort of played in around the first team. Um, like if they can have a squad like that going into next season, like they'll be flying up the table because <laughs> that was a very strong squad. Um, yeah, they're with the teams that are are coming up. You know, it'll be a very interesting league next season. I'm really looking forward to seeing how it all kind of pans out and um, whether teams can like build the momentum that they they had this season. You know. Be very, be very, very exciting future for League One, I reckon. Yeah, definitely. It's got, yeah, definitely going to be an interesting one. Um, is that, is that set difference? The range of set difference is that correct? Yes. Yeah, because they got the two. Again. Yeah, no, they had the two. They had the two um, forfeit walk games. walkovers. Yeah. Oh yeah, shit. Of the, the transfer. Yeah. So you really should be looking at it as minus fourteen rather than minus seventy four. Um, mm. They also could have easily got up the table to, to fourth place had those games yeah. been in their favour, you know? Well, it would have definitely been in fifth because they would have had the win against Thunder Dodge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... Um, yeah, kind of nuts. Like, you know, looking at the set difference there and, uh, you know, down to seventh, if you, if you take Rangers 2 as the, the results they got, you're probably looking at, what, minus 14, maybe even higher because they won that game. So, yeah. you know, around, around that zero mark. Um all the way down to seventh. That's how you know, almost all on um, positive set difference, or very close to zero. Down to seventh is you know really quite impressive. I think. Um, yeah. And again, like you know, this is a situation where ninth with eight 
eight points is not getting not getting out of relegation. Um, and um, yeah, we'll get on to it later, but um, it's going to be a bit screwy next year with the bottom three being involved in, in that fight. I'm really looking forward to seeing how that all like actually works. Yeah. Yeah. Not much else to say, I don't think. Uh, just congratulations on Nighthawks on a really good season. Um, finishing on the high there uh, with only one loss. Uh, yeah. and good luck, in, good luck in Super League. That'll be so interesting to see Nighthawks in Super League next season. That'll be a, yeah, interesting one. Yeah. On to Mess League 2. Um... I honestly, like, the thing that blows my mind about Men's League 2 is how the season finished for Bonda. It's like they listened to ours and Neutral Zone pod, uh, podcast and um, they they decided, you know what, we're going to try and screw with the set difference a little bit, but didn't quite, you know, didn't quite fully send to it. They, like, half bought into it. Uh, because they lost to Storm, Storm 3 and they lost to Silverbacks 2 um, in the last two league meets. Kind of surprising mm. considering how dominant they've been this season. Um, yeah, I was the the Wessex result really really surprised me. <laughs> yeah, one, one set, <laughs> like, one set. Yeah, never, never would have seen like Wessex uh, being so so close to them because I think they finished like near bottom, right? Um, yeah, yeah. but. Yeah, maybe they just kind of took the, the foot off the gas a bit whenever things were looking very comfortable at the top. Um, but I, they're, they're a team I'm definitely really interested to see how they kind of settle into to League One next year. Um, be very showing as to whether kind of like the leagues are balancing out as they, they're kind of been intended to over the the past few years. Um, but like we don't, we know how well they can play. They have for. 90% of the season have massively dominated teams and never give a lot of teams a look in. Um, there has been a couple of close games, but like not that many. And the anomalies have been against teams that are like I've been up there fighting with them in terms of you know, Silverbacks and Storm 3. Like, whenever we discussed like Ronda versus Storm 3 previously, we knew that was going to be a tight game, we knew like what they could they could bring to the table. Uh, so yeah, they're a squad as a general that if they can stay the same and keep working on their core skills, they could they could settle in well into League One and give teams a really a really uh close match. Interesting, very interesting to watch. I think the biggest one for me is uh, Silverbacks. You know, Coventry having the second team getting into League One. I think that's really impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good to see. You know, their their first team are. Settled into Super League, I think it's a fair fair way to say. You know, they're not, um, you know, they're not making strides into the top mid table or anything, but they're definitely not bottom. Um, but yeah, their second team getting into League One is um, definitely you know a big win for them. And you know, Storm Three, it's tough that they you know they had a really tough time in in League One before, but they definitely had the potential to like you know bounce back and and reform because it's been a mostly new team. I feel you know they've had quite a bit of a change. Um, and they've sort of, I feel like, quite like settled down as a team as the season's gone on, and really shown that they have that potential to really get those good wins and get good results under their bag, uh, belt. Um, but yeah, surprised that you know Raptors. I say surprised. Raptors are a good team. They nearly got promoted the season before. Um, you know, didn't didn't didn't, didn't get the win against them. Um, yeah, some some good good teams in this league. It's going to be interesting next year as uh, as. 
they get disbanded into north and south. Yeah. Well, I yeah. was going to say, as far as, like, the actual results of the, that league meet, as opposed to, like, the table, which I'll have more to say on in a second. Like, I think the the soldiers... That is soldiers, right? 13, yep. Yeah. I'm really bad at remembering. Like, I've been in Manchester for years. Soldiers, they're, you know, the 10, 12. It does kind of feel as if they're a little bit allergic at this point to actually winning a match or, you know... Um, so it's curious to see next season whether that's something that maybe just like holding on to the end of a match and, and closing things out could be quite interesting to see for them. Um, and then, yeah, that, that Wessex match uh, against Ronda, I do think Ronda obviously struggled in this meet. Um, I, I think you're right. I think they took their foot off the pedal. They were kind of prematurely celebrating and, and sure, why not? Like, you might as well. But um, kudos to Wessex because I think they have at times at the start of the season seemed very shaky and uncertain and quite um young sometimes just in their mindsets um whereas by the end of the um by the end of the season then it kind of seemed as if they'd grown a little bit in confidence and i'm curious to see how they fare in the new league structure um i do think you know that there were a couple of movements as far as players moving around within west six uh moving from ones down to twos that i think has instilled a bit more confidence in their twos um, and I wouldn't be surprised, you know, seeing seeing them do well in, in whatever the new, however it works in the new system. I'm not 100% sure what, what's going on there. So I'm sure you guys have a much better I understanding. Mean, I can tell well. you they'll I be in the South. <laughs> it's the South. <laughs> they'll, be, yeah. they'll be in South 1 for sure. Um, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. But um, it depends if there'll be a second South League or not. Um, but we'll get to that in the Q&A at the end, if we get onto the Q&A at the rate we're going. Um, but I just, like, yeah, last, last result I'll point out is Kamarvin getting a solid 19-5 win over Phantoms. Like, I think this is actually, finally, when Wizards actually did something that Wizards were expected to do, um, with the players that we know they've got. They actually I've played never, as a solid I've, team. I've never, I've never said that before. Um, no. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, no, like. Like, like you said, Camarlin uh, definitely have the ability on their squad, and um, there was a few times where they definitely showed it. I think overall finishing mid table was probably a fair um, placement, um, and I'm really interested to see kind of uh, how they settle into the new league structure next year. Um, it's it's I'm just I'm I'm really excited for whenever they actually release like all the leagues and how the entire format's going to play out because there's a lot of teams that if the you know depending on who goes where could make like um the kind of playoffs there that's going to end up happening like a really fun um fun day with some really interesting fixtures mm-hmm. um so i'm just i'm i'm actually really excited for this kind of new structure to, to come into play to be honest but yeah i don't know how i feel about it uh, we'll see we'll see um so indecisive. <laughs> no, it's the, the reason. Right, okay. The, we'll get on to it later. The reason is, is like for me, I've, I've witnessed how it's affected rugby, and I'm curious how it's going to affect dodgeball. That's all. That's all. Okay, we'll get on to it later. We'll but here's my answer. But here's my answer. By the way, getting it early. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it does mean though that Ronda finished with sets four with over 300, but didn't get over 200 set difference. Um, sad times. But yeah, um, as as pointed out in the in the chat, congratulations for making it to uh, British champs. Um, yeah, 
massive for Wales. Sorry, for Rumba. There's, there's yeah. two Welsh squads. No no congratulations in order for Carmarthen. Sorry. Mm, sorry, not sorry. Um, the, ma the magic <laughs> is gone from them. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. In other news, Harry Potter's on Netflix. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, another 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 league that the mid table got kind of interesting towards the end. Um, I definitely thought Storm Three would be um, comfortably third, but you know, let a few games sit up against Mustangs and Raptors. Yeah, um, especially like a few meets into the season, I was expecting them to be in contention for promotion spot. Yeah. So not only from the be like quite a distance away, but I think they they kind of suffered from the whole like because the first team had to pull up a few seconds, which meant up the thirds end up going to the second team quite a bit. Um, so they were just kind of the the main victims of um, of that kind of promotion um, in terms of being the third team, which is just something you kind of have to deal with. Unfortunately, that like I think it was like the mid season where that, that all kind of happened, and that's where they end up being like drifting away from from Ronda and, and Silverbacks, because um, like you see at the end there, they they put up some really good matches towards the end. They were the ones to beat Ronda and the. Ronda's unbeaten streak, um. So yeah, and if assuming you know a lot of people either move to London or they kind of improve in the squad they already have, like they could easily um see them doing quite well in the in the new league structure next next season. Yeah, definitely. Um, could be an interesting one for sure. Um. Yeah. Not much else to say on this league, to be honest. It's been it's been interesting to watch. It would be more interesting if there was promotion and relegation as existed next year because that mid table could look very spicy next year. Um, yeah. With you know, with if there was the teams coming down and the teams coming up that, that would be going there, I think that'd be a very very competitive league. But um, onto the new system, we say. Um, Anything else before we go on to Men's League 3? Is Wales um, in the south of England or the north yes. of England? Yeah, it'd be south. likely to be considered south. Well, obviously it depends like what the teams kind of pan Well, they're, they're in the very, south of Wales. I'd be, very, right? I'd, be, I'd be very surprised, yeah. I'd be very surprised if they're not in the Southern League. But enjoy that massive trip to Berkshire. Um, and uh, good luck to Ronda and uh, British champs as well, because I think they're mm. the Welsh team representative. Yeah, yeah, no, huge. Yeah. And if D and D is anything to go by, then they should. D and D is nothing to go by, though. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, that is that is how it works out, you know. When you do the the mascots be mascots, I'm pretty oh, sure it's wrong. Nerds. <laughs> right, moving on. Oh wait, wrong. Yeah, wrong yeah. I have to. Uh... He pulled it. He pulled it. Audio listeners, I mean, you're the only ones that are following along. Come on, we all knew this was going to happen. We all knew this was going to happen. Can't that, can't <laughs> right, you know, bring it in, guys. Bring it in. Come on, refocus, refocus. Bring the energy. Right. Men's, Men's League three. three. Are we meant um, to talk about Men's three more? Is that what have we been? I don't think so. To... It, I don't. I, 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 thought, I thought we were just going to skip Men's League. I thought yeah, I the people asked to skip Men's League three. Well, we just didn't get asked, did we? So um, can't believe nobody asked for more Men's yeah, League. Yeah, no one three. asked for more Men's League three. Um, Disgraceful. I will just say, you know, more London Saints. Um, really good job for them. Uh, really great outing for their first season. Um, I definitely thought that Bovines were going to seal this league up. But then I remembered how Bovines organise themselves. So, um, 
like, why it's why did I expect wrong. that? He's why did I expect wrong. that? <laughs> um, so yeah, well done Saints for actually being the organised good team of Men's League 3. Um, so yeah, big, big result for them. Um, and yeah, hopefully continue to grow next season in, in the South League. And um, I assume we'll be in South League 1 with the potential of uh, making their way into that um, that fight for uh, promotion to League 1. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm. This is part of the reason why I'm really interested to see how like the league structures and all work, because obviously it's going to be dependent on the number of teams for both north and south and um, geographical locations around that. So uh, I'm. I'm really interested to see how it all pans out. Um, Saints have definitely got a number of players who um, could match the quality of you know like a league two um, team. So yeah, good luck. Best luck to them. Um, they've played some really good games from what I've seen I haven't seen a lot of footage from them I'll be perfectly honest I've only seen bits and pieces uh, throughout the season um, but there's definitely um, enough potential there to have a have a good run at the the Southern Conference League whatever it's going to be called officially yeah I, I, they're, they're the type of team that are going to really benefit from wall to wall I can tell Massively, you that they're yeah. going to they're going to love it um, so yeah um I think, like the other the other results that stand out to me um, is bovines doing bovines things and drawing to to Mavericks. Um, I mean, I say that Mavericks have been an incredibly good team this year, like an incredibly good team, um, and they've just got better and better. They were robbed last season because of some of the uh, COVID incidents that happened. Um, it's really tough to see, but definitely you know a team on the up and up, um, and we'll see what happens um, with them going forward. Because um, we know that Saints only just pulled off a win against them, and that that was because they underestimated how good Mavericks were. And uh, I'm sure Mavericks in in the North League will um, really ruffle some feathers there as well. Um, but yeah, the the other games like kind of went in the way that we expected it. You know, uh, Nighthawks beating Nighthawks beating Crocs was a bit of a surprise, I think, because uh, um, you know Crocs have been solidly third. Um, in the league, but um, yeah, I wonder if they had a few injuries that they were dealing with or whatever for the final evening. Um, but yeah, good good league, good league all round, I think, um, and some teams that I think will actually benefit from this north-south divide because it will give them more opportunity to actually attack the that promotion spot in uh, League One and take on uh, you know have some actual competition that's that's sort of right for their level. Um, I yeah, think it'll be it'll be good to do that for for some of these teams. It sort of hinders more of the League Two teams than other uh, than League Three, but I mean, more, in terms yeah. of balancing it, I think it's going to balance them out quite nicely. Um, yeah, that's like I, I'm really um, intrigued to see how some of these teams match against League Two because there's some there's times where I watch it and I'm kind of like, oh, they're like miles apart, and then there's other matches with the same teams where I'm just like, you know what, I could see them doing some damage to some of the teams in league two like it's it's going to be a, a big experience for a lot of these players um, and i think a, a really exciting one's going to be to see how norwich nighthawks um second team um kind of manages to to handle this whole thing because obviously with more matches um per meet they might have to bring in more people into the squad and how will that affect um the growth of the set of their second teams and stuff like that and um, same with raptors potentially if they're because i don't know if whether the the regional leagues are going to be doing three matches per meet as well i don't know if that's been announced yet are they doing two, I think per, they, I don't know, I think two for me two for me two per meet okay so yeah they can they can they start, they start sooner and get than, through the day 
I don't. I think they yeah, start I... this side of Christmas. So. Oh, are they actually going to start this they season? Do. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, I, I, you know, overall the the like league standings of this does, it won't make a massive impact other than who gets first, second, and third in terms of medals. Um, but in terms of the overall future of these teams um, for next season, it's actually a really exciting time for them because they can, it, it, you know, if they begin to develop and grow um, throughout the, the off season, um, there's definitely potential that they could uh, match up and become potential uh, promotion contenders for next season. And go from League 3 to, to League 1 pretty, pretty quickly would be quite, quite an achievement. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's doable. Definitely. Things do. Yeah. New structure definitely makes it a possibility for them. Yeah, onto that final that table. Uh, Saints taking the the, the crown um, with bovines and crocs following Holy up. Holy mother of God! Who expected that? Well, yeah, but um. <laughs> well, there's a lot well, of good teams fair, in we there. Were, we were definitely uh, taking bovines at the start of the season. Let's be yeah, fair. Yeah. No, we, we were, we were definitely. Hundred um, percent. But there's, we, called, yeah. we called the top two pretty early, um, and we called who was going to be mid mid table. I, I thought, I I thought Crocs yeah. would Crocs would be in with the shout for the top two, but yeah, I think yeah, Saints and bovines. I think we we called quite early. Kind of panned out how I expected. If I had, I had to tell me to like guess the entire league at the start of the season, I probably would have put the Nighthawks two above Mavericks, but that would have been about it. Yeah, um, but Mavericks have been so good this season. So good this season. Like, yeah, I'm I'm genuinely excited to watch them next year. I really like the Mavericks social media as well. Like, I team wise, really funny team to watch anyway. But like their actual social media stuff always is just so like warm and lovely. And they just seem like such a happy club, and it's so, <laughs> it's so nice. I don't know. It makes me it makes me really happy just looking at it. It's like oh, they look like they're having a nice so time. Is that, is that the women's team you're playing for next year then? <laughs> <laughs> no, she's gone to Valkyries, right? Uh, oh, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna relaunch oh. Valkyries. <laughs> Patent pending. <laughs> um, yeah. It was, I mean, it was a good league, um, and I think, yeah, the, the the biggest takeaway from this for each team is how they played this season has been good. It's been, it has been competitive, but each team has played at their level. I think that's very fair to say. But also that mm -hmm. they should be really excited for next year in the fact that they're going to have more opportunity to play the teams that probably will give them the right level of competition, um, and, and it'll balance out more. Um, but yeah, um, are we okay moving on to men's league four? Yes. Do we have to get permission from uh, certain somebody to move on from League Three? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, no one's in the chat, so. Yeah, just us guys. Um... <laughs> yeah, they got they they, they oh, reached yeah. the like two hour mark and they're like, oh god, Jesus, they just don't shut up. Um... <laughs> Stop men's League Three and the figures very quickly yeah. considering yeah. all of our uh, all of our podcasts have been over two hours i'm surprised people have asked us to talk more <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah that is a nice thing far, far <laughs> yeah um what do we have to say about this um congrats, like, congrats congratulations to essex um in terms I of results i expect to see you feature an episode of Tari soon sure <laughs> I 
Exactly. Um, I'm always happy for more teams with the word sex in them to do well. In these. It's so much fun. And it's, it's the eternal sadness of my life that Wessex no longer wear those socks that they would roll down to remove the W-E-S from their name. Like, like Dodgeball lost something that day, I think. I'll just refer to them as East Seeks and West Seeks. <laughs> <laughs> the old English style. <laughs> um, um, as far as dodgeball, though, no comment. Yeah, They're, yeah. Well I, done. I think the the only thing to say, and I think this comes more onto the the actual table more than anything, is um, I have to give a shout out to Chippenham. Um, Massive thanks for Laura feeding for us at the weekend. It was really very much appreciated for seeing us going on six. Um, you asked for a shout out, you're getting your shout out. Um, but you're you also. Changing shout outs. Yeah. He's a sellout, we know this. Know. Come on. <laughs> you met me before, Zoe. Come on. <laughs> they sold out to Wessex and I sold out to Chippenham. Yeah, I, yeah, you know, why not? Um, you know what? I, I, I'll be really nice and give Leeds a shout out for only losing by a set. Considering they actually haven't won a game all season, um, our set difference against Essex is minus two sets, so minus four set points. That's our set difference against Essex in both games. It was um, an interesting Leeds squad, I think some people pointed out. As, as <laughs> I'm really glad you remembered because I kind of forgot for a second. Yeah, um, no, I'm not letting it get away with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely. I, I think I was the one that brought this up in the in the, in the chat. Um, I think it was pointed out to me by um, Adam Badley. I've given him a wee shout out here. Mm-hmm. Um, so certain players from from League One got uh, moved down to League Four <laughs> within seven days. Did you did you have a bad training session in between there? <laughs> no, like g- genuinely, availability and injuries has absolutely ripped. Uh, availability due to. Uh, injuries and also availability due to exam season um, has really like ruined the availability of that team um, quite significantly so we needed to fill the A team and because it was against first and second um, it was probably better to bring six even if it wasn't a bit of a ragtag six and just randomly hastily put together than send four all the way down from Leeds which we probably you know may or may not have done like it's yeah might as well send it and have a good game um, and it didn't, didn't make a difference in the end anyway. So, um, yeah, we just wanted to make sure there was a good game on. Um, seeing as everyone's travelling all that way to, to go play some dodgeball in League 4. Um, but, yeah, no, um, I think I'll go, go on to the table because I think this is actually more interesting to talk about than the results itself. Um, yeah. And specifically, like, Chippenham have had a really good 2023 year. I think they put, put it on their social media. was um, They're undefeated in 2023. Um, they did a really, really good job, really good uh, comeback. Um, and I think I like I've talked about them quite a bit, but just massive shout out to Braveford Beast for being an absolute Beast. nut, nut job bunch of people. Like the fact that you're playing Lincoln, like playing for Lincoln in Bucks, playing for Lincoln in mixed, like the mixed league, playing for Braveford in in men's league, like. Um, I know we have a dodgeball problem, but um, maybe you guys too do too. <laughs> Just because that's an absolute fuck ton of dodgeball. 
Um, and I'm impressed that you guys have managed to, to keep it going throughout the season. So, um, yeah, big shout out to them. Um, and the, the, the big thing for me as well is like Essex have won. Yeah, they're undefeated. But their set difference compared to everyone else. <laughs> like, they're only on set 76. And they've, you know, they've lost zero. But they've drawn three. Like, you know, Spartans three have lost three. And Chargers have lost three as well. Like, with significantly better set difference than Essex um, having played them now I can say it speaks volumes for their play style they are going to love um, not wall to wall it really will suit them as well they'll love that um, but yeah really really impressive bunch of players um, and all really good catches as well so really really good to see um, they're good games all round I think like they, there's been a lot of good competition from uh, a lot of the teams and I know Spartans give a bit of a shout out to them for you know their first team and their women's team coming along to support the Spartans three and you know really provide that coaching support and um, that real club feel and community um, at League Meet. I know we get it at St George's Park to make sure, but to make sure that that's there at, um, in Coventry as well is really great to see. I'm definitely excited to see how Essex do next season because didn't they do quite well in British Open as well? Didn't they like? Get to the finals of the plate, or am I misremembering that? Yeah, I think they did. They they beat yeah. Bath, I think. They beat Bath, yeah. So yeah. that's that's like really interesting as far as you know. We've all seen what Bath Bombers can do um, in an open format, especially. Um, so interesting to see how ethics fare in, like you said, outside of a wall as well. Quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um... I think a few of these teams will be quite interesting to see next year. If Brayford still exists next year as well, because I know they've been reliant on Lincoln players. Um, Chippenham obviously will still be there, but they'll be in the south side of things, so will Essex. Um, I think only potentially Leicester will be in the north, other than Leeds, obviously. Oh, and Brayford, obviously, Lincoln. But um, yeah, could be an interesting one next year. We'll see what happens in Sheffield um, and in yeah. Berkshire. But yeah, that's... That's the end of the season. That's it. That's the end of the season. We did it. We did it. We've done it. Um, Do we want to do the Q&A now? Uh, Um, Yeah, we can do it. Do we think we can get through it? I don't think there are that many. I think a lot of the questions we've kind of already covered off anyway. Um, Yeah, in general. I guess so. I mean, the the big one that was asked several times was what are our thoughts on the new league system um, in terms of both League 2 downwards being scrapped, there being a playoff scenario um, for the North-South and the bottom three from League 1 being involved in it um, and then also um, you know, looking at three matches per league meet at St George's Park next year um, I'll, I'll start, Like my thoughts are is that it's going to be good for teams in League 3 and 4 because they're going to, you know, it will rebalance everything. You'll see more teams of similar ability playing each other. There will be more of a top half of the table and bottom half of the table split, I think, um, especially if there isn't a second team, uh, second league in the North or second league in the South. Um, we'll have to see what happens there. Um, it'll be really good for development of other clubs. So I know Hartlepool, you know, they're a pretty smashing club in the Northeast. They've had three teams entered. Um, into the, the northeast uh, regional, so I would I wouldn't be too surprised if they entered the second team into Sheffield, because um, it's that little bit closer. Um, 
and yeah, same same with the South. I think it gives that opportunity for other you know clubs to to enter because they're closer to to play. My biggest concern about it is how it affects the fact that you've got three in relegation of a league of ten um, or potential relegation um, out of a league of ten, and also I'll be interested to see how the playoffs go because my fear about it is because what's happened in rugby and the reason I'm bringing it up in rugby is rugby had this knockout system where if you're in the top four you have to win on aggregate of two games to get promoted um, in the final um, and one team for five years straight finished top of the league and never got promoted um, and that was just to get from one league to a, the one above that's not even including two different leagues going against each other as well so um, could be a really interesting fight to, for promotion and, and how that will work. But yeah, um, that's my thoughts. What are you guys thoughts? Overall, I'm really actually excited to see how it all pans out. Um, I think it could be interesting for a lot of clubs, like you kind of mentioned, the balancing out of a lot more even squads. Um and I think I think actually overall the playoffs are a really good idea, and I think it'll be really good for squads <clears throat> that end up going into the playoffs. Although you know, kind of heartbreaking, um, how you know if you're the loser of that format, it's a you know a really difficult one to swallow. But overall, I think um, it'll show where that gap is between um, the national leagues and the regional leagues, um, if there even is one, um, and. I think as an overall concept, I think it'll be really interesting as um, somebody who won't be involved in it to to see how it all plays out. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm actually really excited to see how it goes, and I think for the overall growth of the sport, I think it's really beneficial, and I think it'll help yeah, out definitely. a lot of different teams, especially having the regional leagues closer to you know your geographical location rather than having to come up to St George's Park. Um, I think it'll. Probably, I, I think it could help grow the sport quite a bit. Um, and it'll be interesting to see um, the day comes where it could, you know, uh, work out for the women as well to kind of have that system in place. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like, obviously, the structure change doesn't massively change the women's at all. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that, like, affects things going forward whether or not like I, I do see this being something that's going to massively grow the men's game um and so i'm a little bit worried that the gulf between the men's game and the women's game as far as quantity of players and quantity of leagues is just going to snowball even more it's already very big and it's obviously going to keep snowballing because you know it's that kind of increase that the increases exponentially and so even though the women's game is still growing and is getting bigger every every year it's a couple years behind, and so we have to keep comparing it to what men's league was a couple years ago instead. Um, but no, for all, all the points you guys have mentioned, I think that it's, yeah, mixed feelings are bound to be there about the new structure. I do think it's probably overall positive, um, but like all changes in dodgeball, it's always going to be a, an interesting pill to swallow. Um, and from a player standpoint, as far as like individual fitness goes, I think the three-match structure is going to be interesting to see how that impacts people i think as an international player there's a clear benefit from my point of view which is that you know the international games moving to two times 20 minute halves um in in european format as well as in worlds 
I imagine the English format's going to stay as two times fifteen for at least another season. So, you know, that means if it's two times fifteen, that's an like an hour and a half total games uh, per league meet, which is only ten minutes longer than um, than two matches of Euros. So, it's as far as fitness goes, really good training for those of us who do compete at an international level, and for those who don't, it's the kind of fitness that you're going to need to have at international level as well. So it it weirdly happens to line up quite well in that way um and i'm quite happy with that as a as a change i think that it's a, a you know a necessary change i think for everyone we all just need to um just get in shape just get better yeah um to reward the people actually watching the live stream james shout out to you <laughs> um do you think there'll be more or less phone next year or a phone league um i mean there currently is there is a phone league um it is based on events that happen um so, oh, the foam series, isn't the it? The foam series, yeah. yeah. So that does exist. Um, it's not, but it's, yeah, it's not like he's edging towards no. us. He's talking about an actual yeah. proper league. No, I, I, I think know, it's I still, know, but... it's still, it's still a fair bit off. I think. I, I do yeah. think that for there to be a foam league that would work well, you kind of need players to start deciding between whether they want to be foam or cloth. Which at the moment, there's just not enough foam to tie you into becoming a proper full-time phone player if that makes sense um so i think you're still a fur fur whack off i think it'll still be like open events in my eyes what just just james, just james. <laughs> oh i just see you two going no 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 i was like what did i say that was wrong <laughs> as as evidence as as evidence by leaguemates but anyway carry on though yeah um yeah no i agree i well, I'm not sure I agree completely with the concept of like players having to choose between foam and cloth because like the same thing has been said before about mixed league, and I don't actually think that's true with mixed league either. I don't think you have to be one or the other. Um, I think the issue for me at the moment, as someone who does actually play a bit of foam, when it, like when it's on offer, I will play foam. I've been to foam trainings. I've been to the GB one last time, and like you know, it's great. There's clearly people interested in it. But I think this year, especially, it felt as if a lot of the foam opens in the series were in very strange places. Um, and that's not going to help grow the sport. Like, I'm sorry, if if you want to grow the sport, look at what we used to do back in the day with cloth. And the, like, the reason why the sport was so big in the Midlands is because everything used to be run in the Midlands. And the reason it used to all be run in the Midlands was A, all the clubs are there, and B, the clubs that aren't there are equidistant from it, since it's the middle of the land. So... If you're going to run foam events, maybe don't run them in the middle of absolutely nowhere where people are going to have to <laughs> a weekend out to go and see it. And I think it's great, you know, like, I'm not complaining about things like foam opens being in Ireland and stuff. Of course, that needs to happen as well, because with, like, it's an island. But eh, it's, you know, it would be nice to have accessible opens that are actually somewhere that we can get to. And I think it's unfair to judge the growth of the sport until it's getting that kind of support internally where it is being given slightly better venues and more energy is being put into finding those kinds of venues for foam um i don't think i think you're right i think that's not going to be a foam league anytime soon and i think that the interest isn't 100 percent there but more importantly the interest isn't really there from leadership um it's not flowing top down it's it's desperately trying to push bottom up um and and realistically yeah foam should grow in the uk like juniors play foam so there's real reason for foam to grow as a sport now that juniors are starting to get into the 
adult area and yet there doesn't seem to be any kind of acknowledgement of that or any kind of support for that um which just it just all strikes me as odd like i i love cloth i am 100 percent cloth you know as my primary version of the sport but it does strike me as a little of the way that foam is being treated in the uk at the moment um in it by so many different sides uh, you know it's it's not just i'm not like pointing fingers at anyone in particular i'm just saying i think that there is there's there's some there's a few problems there that aren't the fault of foam as a sport that i'm yeah. stopping it from growing the one I mean, name take, a, take... sorry i was just gonna say name a name a sporting association which has managed two different versions of sports simultaneously and allowed them to grow equally yeah and uh, that's that's kind of where i'm i'm talking about in terms of um you know uh choosing between foam and cloth if you're gonna play in two separate leagues one for foam one for cloth and have 10 teams in both leagues you're then gonna have to sacrifice another set of six plus six or nine weekends um to play on top of that you're gonna have to have referees dedicated to refereeing the league as well you're gonna have to um if you're going to also compete in um like foam open events or cloth open events on top of that um with on top of like international events um regional events like with so much going on that that's the reason why i think like in the long term you're going to have players that are going to go down the cloth route and a foam route like it is a long way off of that to do not get me wrong like and obviously uh, players at the moment will be, can play both, um, but I think in the long term, if you want to have a foam league and have foam as its own entity, um, it'll have you'll have to have kind of players um, being more selectful about whether they're going to be playing foam or cloth more. One other super super quick criticism that I will give to foam as its own version of the sport mm-hmm. that I think will hold it back is the women's court thing. The fact that women's courts are differently sized than men's courts in foam which isn't the case in cloth obviously um is an interesting one when you're trying to grow the sport because as um kath thomas correctly pointed out at gb training last weekend uh that's like the only time that's the only women's court you can train on in the uk is at a gb training um we don't train on women's courts in trainings like you know these runs foam courts pretty much every week uh, on a thursday session at the moment that's not a women's court. That is a men's court size that the women will obviously play on as well because that is the default. And that's how that's how society and sport and everything works is that male becomes the default. And so that then creates issues as far as growing the women's side of the sport. It's going to be really, really hard to in any way convince women to play from dodgeball when what they're training is not what they would ever be competing in. Like, that's just not very satisfying as a concept. Um, and that is a problem that foam within its rule set has as far as growing it um so so yeah there there are problems that will make it hard to to grow within the uk and i think that is a really important one for me is that yeah i'm not going to get to play on a women's phone court for i don't know how long now i genuinely contact the next time i get to play on a women's phone court that's kind of ridiculous and that's that's why i'm very against this concept of having different size courts for different genders i think it's ridiculous and it will always 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 be at the detriment of women's sports um it, you'll never, i don't think you'd ever find a club running a women's court instead of a men's court if they had just one space you know so true yeah yeah for bringing up the cloth foam debate um well, we've done a whole <laughs> episode on it um if you want to go Probably find out well at some point on 
off, though. There is a, there is a. But two quick question, uh, quick questions. We'll finish off with, and the next ones we'll we'll bring over onto the next episode. There will be another episode. I'm almost certain of it. Um, but yeah, we'll bring finish off with two more. What game is your biggest upset of the season result-wise, and why? Oh, I I have one that I I would probably choose. Not that it had yeah. a big impact in the long run, but I think the uh, the Queens versus Derby result, yeah, um, gotta gotta be up there for me. Um, literally, <laughs> the team that turned out to be last place versus third, um, with some incredible sets throughout it. Yeah, I, th- I think that one was the biggest upset for me. I never never seen that coming. Yeah, yeah, I think I think there are a few. Think I- Sorry, I, that, I was, yeah, that, that was just the, the one that first popped up to me. Yeah, like the, uh, when I was thinking about this question, I was sort of going through in my head what I wanted to stick out to me. I think given Spartans have lost one game this season in the men's and they've lost to um, Storm, that has to go down as one of the biggest upsets. Like the fact that Storm, who finished fifth, got an upset at the very beginning of the season against the, the you know end up title winners who didn't drop a game after that mm-hmm. um similarly i reckon hartlepool beating white tigers was the biggest red herring there ever was in the women's because after that we just sort of wrote white tigers off but um you know in hindsight if you'd muddled up the order of the games and you looked at the results that has to be one of the biggest upsets same with crocs drawing to wessex that would also be one of the one of the big ones uh, in the women's game um, and Darby twos against Wessex. Really, it's just Wessex. I yeah. feel like there's a, a that we should never, ever let them forget. Maybe, maybe like even Wessex men's ones against Storm twos the first time they played as well. Um, not to bring that one up again. Um, but yeah, you know, and maybe even arguably, you know, some results in um, men's league one as well with you know Sheriffs two beating Bees or um, you know. I'd say Leeds be, uh, drawing to um, Spartans too, like based on the former results. I think it's quite, quite over. But as for like the biggest upset that would have to be seen as an upset, I think, I think I'm gonna have to lean towards Storm drawing, uh, beating Spartans because of all the other results that happened. I think that that's that's where I'll have to have to come to. But yeah, that's my thought. Yeah, I think that's fair. There's a lot of good games though. But yeah, um, yeah. Fi- final question, and we'll wrap it up. Um, only because this nicely wraps onto us wrapping it up. But I'll even I'll even put the colleagues on screen first. Um, oh God, he's serious. Oh, wow. No, no, we're not going to do that because that's an absolute mess of a show. Ignore that. Ignore that. I have no idea what's happened there. Um, <laughs> Uh, anyway, sources your OBS rather than your camera. That's what it is. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, <laughs> but uh, the final question is: Is will there be a tips and tricks section of the podcast? Um, watch this space is probably what I'm going to say. Um, we are very interested in doing more. I think um, this isn't going to be our final episode, but just to like review the season as a whole from our perspective, and you guys chime in and see what you think to say. But. I think our objective this year was just to get the ball rolling, you know? Like, we wanted to be regular. We didn't want to meet a league meet. Uh, we wanted to make sure we got all the nationals involved uh, in terms of men's and women's. And I think we've achieved that. Um, you know, personally, graphics-wise, we've done quite well at covering all of Bucks, Mix, and 
uh, men's. We've missed a couple. You know, I won't, won't deny yeah, it. Yeah, I can't say we on that. That was 100% Nick, really. <laughs> <laughs> put so much effort into um, Into the graphics, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's, it's getting the ball rolling and making sure that, you know, there's a base that we can grow on for next year. Because next year is going to be fucking <clears throat> hell for us, guys. Like, I, you know, if you hadn't figured, we're going from basically all leagues in one location that we just happen to be at between the three of us to four different, three different locations, which is going to be potentially four if uh, women's is in a different place as well. So um, good fucking luck in, in us covering covering that. But um, yeah, we'll we start start the, the bar low we're, and we'll, we're, we'll build we're on di- We're in discussions about how to uh, organize yeah. everything and what we'll do in the meantime and... Yeah, obviously, because <clears throat> we've got a big, big gap between this and the. <clears throat> God, my voice is going. Um, a big gap between this and the the start of the next league. There's obviously going to be like a few opens. There's going to be what is it? Euros in October. Yeah, October? I was going to say that's the other thing. Euros is later. Um, again. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, which is what four months, five months away to to mm-hmm. Euros. Like we've got we've got time that we're going to take away to like. Think about what we want to be doing for content-wise um, for the rest of the year. Um, plan out, uh, you know, you know how the podcast is going to be run. Whether we're going to be doing other other types of stuff in the meantime, we have no idea. We're only discussing it. We just wanted to make it through to the end and make sure that we had an episode for every league mate. That was our objective. <laughs> Considering this just started off as, ah, we'll see how it goes, um, and you know. For folks to to Nick doing a, a lot of the grunt work around the graphics for you guys, which I know a lot of you really enjoyed and looked up more than the official BD table and love to point <laughs> out his mistakes, which was absolutely hilarious to get his uh, yeah. response to that in the group chat. Um, and the Zoe, the meme queen throughout the year, uh, was absolutely incredible and built up a lot of um, followers for us because people absolutely loved it. Um, and a shout out to you you guys that interacted with us and listened to the podcast and gave us feedback and it was always really nice that people came up and talked to us about it um mm. throughout the season and and told us how much they enjoyed it and enjoyed you know how much we went the you know the tactical side of things and and talked about stuff that you know everybody else has always wanted to talk about with other people um in the sport and it's been a really exciting year and i'm really excited to see how we move this forward but like we said we, we actually don't know yet how we're going to take it forward but yeah. um like like i said watch watch the space <laughs> yeah i think um sorry sorry what you gonna say no 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 you go nick i was gonna say uh, that's a good place to end on but clearly yeah, it's yeah. not no, um, no, go it's nick. Not. Uh, sorry <laughs> the, the, the last thing i was gonna say wasn't, wasn't gonna be much but um yeah they it's fair to say there are definitely plans in the works for what we're going to do for next year. Um, you know, I haven't stopped um, talking about how much I want to talk about Uni League and everything that's happening. Um, I know, shock horror. Um, and, you know, especially with us being in, you know, North and South uh, leagues next year, um, you know, want to cover that. And even maybe, maybe even mixed, who, who even knows, you know, but sprinkle that fairy dust out there. What's a mixed? Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't but... come for me, don't come for me. <laughs> um uh, yeah um but generally speaking just to say like if you are like we do want to grow we want to expand i know it's been the three of us we've had alex and lauren help out when um availability has been been a bit rough big shout out to them um you know so just just want to say thanks to that but we're not just a three 
person team. Obviously, we've got kind of been leading it, but going forward, I think um, it's fair to say that uh, if you are interested in helping out in some way, whether it's reporting on games that are happen- happening, giving us a lowdown of some of the gossip, or or you know whatever, or just report taking a, a video recording of what's happened at league, whatever, and sending it through. Like, let us know. Let us know what you're interested in doing because, um, you know, between the three of us, there's only so much we can cover, especially seeing as we're all on the M62 at the moment. Um, <laughs> we are somewhat geographically bound. So uh, anyone who wants to help out and uh, get their thoughts on, on the podcast, um, you know, or at least input on the podcast, let us know because it'll be really good to, to hear from you guys. Um, you know, we are a community after all. Um, yeah, that was the last oh, thing he literally, for me. He literally stole the line I was going to end on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's planned about two ball. minutes ago. Dodgeball is a family. No one's ever mentioned this before. No one's yeah. ever said this incredibly unique thought of ours that actually we're a community and we're a family. Yeah, no, exactly. it, it actually would be really exciting to get other people involved, um, especially yes. as like we're not going to be able to go watch every every match of every league meet like that would be hundreds and hundreds of hours we're we were lucky that you know everything was in one meet and if we were there we were able to catch different games and different points and follow along in a certain way i used to like whenever i was there i would sit in like the back of the benches near where the commentary was happening to like be able to swivel between all four matches at the same time if i wasn't commentating and stuff like that um and unfortunately i wasn't able to go for the last few months um so I've just been relying on footage to be posted on YouTube and watching the streams and stuff like that. Shout out to Dodgeball Centre, by the way, for making my oh, life yeah. a lot easier. Making it possible for me to come onto the podcast um, to actually discuss matches. Otherwise, I would yeah. have been screwed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, please do get in touch. Um, we're really keen to cover as much as we can. But obviously, the three of us only have so much time. Um, so if anybody is keen to, to get involved, get in touch. We're actually really excited to try and... Um, grow this and expand it further and for those of you that want us to talk about leagues internationally um, if you want to get get in touch about talking about other stuff like that we can see what we can do during this during this break and um, it is something we're looking to get into if but you know obviously time wise we have to have to try and plan things out in advance so we 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 just love dodgeball okay <laughs> really and we really want to try and see what we can do with this little little group yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, and there may even be a Discord coming, so hopefully that will help uh, help with everything as well. But we need to sort stuff out. But on that note, let's end it. <laughs> it's been a great season, and uh, yeah, see you on the next part. <laughs>